How are listening, people? Hello! You're listening to Spin Posh Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I'm Bartek Kas Spitschak. Is that really it? Or spit, you know, spit. Oh, because of Spin Posh, because you have spit in your name, and we both happen to be Polish? I, I put it there. It's not you put it there. there? Yeah. You're like, like you can be... Can Ryan, you retract it? You can be Ryan Spitwinski. No, 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 no. Silwin Spit. <laughs> Silwin Spit. Oh, yeah, you do have Yeah, get rid of the ski and you could say I'm not Polish at all. You know, I have two S's as well. I could be Bartek Kaspitak. There you go. Nailed it like Jesus. And you know what we do on this show? Not Pray. carpentry, oh. but crucifixion. Like Jesus. No. Well, Jesus didn't crucify we're... people. He got crucified. Yeah, but like Jesus. He's the king of crucifixion. And also a king. The Holy Spirit as well. Um, Bartek, on this show, Spin Polish presents unappreciated masterpieces. What is an what is it that we do? What's an unappreciated masterpiece for those not in the know? Well, for those are losers out there. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> I'd like to correct people before they pause the episode and look it up themselves. <laughs> but you know, I'm, that's beyond my power. They're probably looking. They probably just looked it up and resumed it. Yeah. Um, but for Monsters. all of you who have actually, you know, wanted to. <laughs> Have actually... Oh, God, I, I really don't like the way I phrase it. I'm going to backtrack a bit. For those of you that have stayed around to listen to our explanation, an unappreciated masterpiece is a a film that has been neglected by society. <sighs> society. We, we, consider the, we consider a lot of films to be the greatest films ever made. You know, there yeah. are many throughout history, yeah. but there are some that will make people go, huh, what, why that one, or huh, what is that? I've never even heard of that film before. Yeah, but we have, and we've watched them, and we've, you know, we, we don't, like, we don't, we don't pick a film and say, this is an unappreciated masterpiece, then watch it and, like, you know, uh, try to make up excuses for why it is that that is the case. No. We, we we pick these films knowing that these are unappreciated masterpieces. We watch them and we just realise, oh, this yeah. is clearly an unappreciated masterpiece. And then we come on this show here, uh, Spit and Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces, to do a full audio commentary on the film. Yeah, that's right. Fully audio, fully audio commentary. Yeah. And English? You... What is it? I don't know. I speak Polish now. So. Well, all the films we've done are English language films. Oh, I can't wait to do, to do a foreign film on this show. Yes, well, so far. Um, and for those of you that have already started watching the film, we haven't, so you can, you know... Stop. You, you can, oh, because Ryan. you have to wait till I do a countdown, okay? And when I say play, you're going to press play. But there's other things that have to happen first. Like, Bartek, what's the film we're going to watch? Jeez, I mean, they, they can't start the film if, we don't, if they don't know what it yes, is. Yes, but Ryan, if they've already started it, I had to tell them to stop. Stop it. This is the first time we've done the show. We should really go back, redo every episode, and just remind everyone, wait. Wait. I haven't even said the title yet. We haven't even done What's the, the title? Yeah, we have to do the Champ, running. Champ, you got to give me up to We speed. have to do the running joke thing. All right. The film that we're doing ah. this week is Zwap Zakapui Zabwishni. Far out. That was a great title. I love... Zwap Zakapui Zabwishni. Sounds like... It's alliteration. Like hell. It sounds like... Noises Banjo Kazooie would make. Or a sim. There they are. Or a sim said an echo in the distance. Who is that echo? We don't know. We're gonna leave that till later. Bartek, I don't speak Polish. Spoiler alert. Oh, I said that I did a moment ago. And tick, I don't. Tick off Ryan doesn't speak Polish. What's the movie, Bartek? What does it 
what is it? I don't know. I, I'm I'm speechless. Speechless, and you don't speak Polish, so I have to speech you the English title. Uh, which, to be fair, is the original title. This is only a localized title. The English title of the film is Observe and Report. Observe and Report? Holy moly. Does the film contain observing and reporting in it? Uh, yeah. It's got plenty of observation. And <laughs> it's got quite a bit of reporting. Some well. could say the humor is very observational. There's also arresting and... Some fighting, some 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 leodering. Yeah, but this film isn't observe and report and arrest and fight. It's just observe and report. You mean the one with Seth Rogen in it? The comedy genius that is Seth Rogen, the man this. who almost started a war with with North Korea. Hey, be fair. He's the little, the greatest boy. comedic joke of them all. To be fair, I like those serious jokes. To be fair, that boy James from down the street also helped him. Yeah, that that naughty boy James, you know, the one who was the wizard of the Oz. Mm. Yes, that's right. The great and powerful. The one. great Oz, the great and powerful. His last name's Franco. Dave, my favorite Franco. No, that's little little James from down the street's little brother. Do they have? Wait, is Dave Franco? Do they have another brother from another mother? Um. Well, does it? Do they have the letter A in the second letter of their name and E for the fourth letter? I, look, I don't know. Could you introduce our guest? Um, ladies and gentlemen. And pets. I don't know why I started that with an and. Uh, and? No. Because, you know, why, well, how about, how about, no, how no, about no, this? Like, we start from the start again. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> no, we said listening people. I know, but now we're a new show in which we include. How about you just say this? Hello, listening people. You start off, the, you start off now. I'm fine doing that. I've done it before. Yeah, go on, champ. Can, can I really? Yeah, go on. He- hello, listen. It's Grace Brown. Uh, <laughs> hello, Grace. Hello. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right. Well, less so after watching this film. You loved it, no. of course. Everyone loves the film Observe no. and Report. No, I hated it. It genuinely upset me. It genuine, but isn't a good film meant to evoke emotions? I mean, if you want it to, I suppose. There you go. In this case, I didn't. Well, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe you need to watch the film again with subtitles. With (laughs) us talking about it. To be honest, watching it the first time is such an unhappy experience. I could not like no one could pay me enough. Haven't you heard about? Sometimes there are movies that are an unhappy experience the first time around, and then watching them again and again, you you glean more from them. I mean, isn't that basically David Lynch's filmography? I mean, I've heard of that, but like, it, usually it's done well. This was a done well film. I agree, like a steak done just right. Wait, isn't it pronounced steak? Yeah, sorry, I don't speak Polish. So. Get your copy of Observe and Report. Um, what year did this film come out? 2006 Upside Down. Nine. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's German for no. Same same year as Paul Blart, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have trivia facts about Paul Blart in this film. Mm, never heard me of it. Me too. We all read the same trivia facts. <laughs> you mean so, the Wikipedia page? I saw Paul Blart in uh, cinemas. We all Why? saw Paul Blart in cinemas. No, no, I want to be on the record that I did not. <laughs> I have not seen Paul Blart, yeah, except when they tried to show it at a Confirmed, school confirmed. Grace has seen Paul Blart Mall Cop 2, no, The Adventures of Paul Blart Mall Cop. I have only listened to a podcast about people watching Paul Blart Mall Cop 2. Is that the... It's very different. Worst yeah. idea of all time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, get your copy of Observe and Report, not Paul Blart Mall Cop. And uh, we're going to start this in yeah, three... Yeah, Mall Cop. 
two, one, play. Now you can start watching the film. This was an hour and 27 minutes. And boy, was I counting them. Of greatness. No, incorrect. Well, I often count time too, Grace, of the time I'm enjoying, and I'm counting it right now. You guys can count. Well, it's an English thing. Not you see, in, Pol- in Poland, they don't want you to count. It brings back too many awful memories. Like World War number two. <laughs> Look on Grace's face of what the fuck <laughs> what does this that is, mean? Did you not remember this is a cultural podcast? We are culture. <laughs> we have the Polish culture. It's okay, we're saying Wait, that. you guys are Polish? I know. And Legendary Pictures produced this film. I bet they regretted it. No, they felt legendary about it. <laughs> oh, Warner Bros are back at it again. Warner Bros? A... <laughs> That's what it's Warner Bros. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Do you mean Warner Brothers? No, it's Bros. No, they're Bros. Sorry, Warner Bros. You've said it three different ways now. <laughs> you want me to say it a fourth? No, please. Good Super Mario Bros. <laughs> there you go. He said it another way. So, observe and report. Mm, a nice yellowy white text In- there. Impact font, was it? It would look at a shadow font. Ooh. I like my shadow font. That sounds like a great name for a band, by the way. Shadow font. We are the shadow font. <laughs> <laughs> what songs do they have? All their songs are named after um, fonts. <laughs> That's all. The, not even if it has nothing to do with that font. It's like, here we go. Here we go. It's Times New Roman. <laughs> and then it just gets into some other kind of issue in the world. I prefer Papyrus Pop. <laughs> Comic Sans was their breakout hit. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, what's the deal with Comic Sans? <laughs> Kaleem Calzone. Are you suggesting that it was a spoken word stand-up song a la Jerry Seinfeld? I almost said Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry, 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 what? What's the deal with Comic Sans? Cherry! Cherry! And then they get on some racist. What's the deal with Final Thoughts? What's the deal with the young generation? The PC generation are at it again! That's what this film's about. Deconstructing PC culture. Because the film I would describe, if I had to describe in one word, would be not relentless, reckless. This is a reckless movie. Just, ooh. Mm. Win this car? That's foreshadowing. Oh, shush. <laughs> well, the win part isn't, but the car is. Well, don't we all win after watching this? I feel like that they put this montage in just because they felt they had to put something that at least some movies have in them, because the rest of it is just... Doesn't... What do you mean? There's a three-act structure. Yeah, yeah I mean... Yeah. It has a storyline. It has a character that goes for, through development and an I, arc. Um... Also, you could call this... <laughs> yeah, it's well, opening cre- it has opening credits. It has that's end credits. Closing credits? That's yeah. what I was going to say. It though, has Ryan. lights and Ryan, camera and focus. That's what I was going to say, though. That You can call that a montage, but technically it's an opening credits sequence, which mm. we don't always see. I really thought that the Flash show was going to be a mystery that was going to be solved with someone we had met before, but it was a complete stranger. I actually thought- you overestimated Seth Rogen. <laughs> I, actually, well, I thought you were going to say like I thought that it was Seth Rogen flashing people. And like, now you said what I was going to say. Dude, I thought he was playing a dual role in this film. I actually, oh I actually winced at this because I, I looked at the guy and I went, oh no, oh no, is it Stephen Root? 
I don't want it to be Stephen Root because Bart Segretor has already claimed great character actor Stephen Root as a, as just that fat guy. And I'm like, no, he's a versatile actor. Now he's just good. I don't want him to come in this film as like a pervert guy. I want uh, Stephen Root's been a pervert I before, but I love about my his character. Please, Jesus, please don't yell at me. But who is Stephen Root? Um, he is in everything. So he's in King of the Hill as Bill Dotrieff. The voice of Mr. Dotry. Okay. He's in Idiocracy. The fat bald guy. guy. He's, uh, but um, he's in everything. So like he's, he's in Idiocracy, for example, as the judge. (laughs) As the judge. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, these all Mike Judge things, right? So, Mm -hmm. King of the Hill. Idiocracy. He's in Idioc. Yeah, he's a favorite. Like in Office Space. I don't know if you've ever watched Office Space, but he plays. Ah, yeah. We gen- genuinely, you should watch Office Space. It's one of Jennifer Aniston's best comedic roles in a film. Genuinely, and also, um, Gary Cole is fantastic in it. I don't know if you know the character actor Gary Cole, but he's great. He played uh, Will Ferrell's dad in Talladega Nights. Oh my him? God. I can't believe I've seen Talladega Nights. Yeah, he plays his dad. You know his asshole dad. Yeah. He plays him, but like a corporate sleaze. But yeah, Stephen Root's in 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 just a whole plethora of things. He was even in like serious uh, serious shows like uh, Boardwalk Empire. He rocks up in there. But he's not an observant report. He's can, not. Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah, Anna Faris's boobs are good. I agree. That's not a question. Um, so am I allowed to say the c word on this podcast? Cunt. Yes. So you, I take it I am. You can't you do are. that. You can't do you that. Can't what is it you can't that. face? <laughs> Wait, can I just say, does this guy not look like David Spade's son? <laughs> am I with right? A cross, I with with a cross of JTT, maybe. David Spade when he's, you know, like, with short hair. Like, David Spade from, like, you know, oh, no, just the shoot profile, me, David. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just something about his smile and his facial structure at certain mm. angles, like... Not so much there. Kind of, he looks like Bill Hader a bit more there. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't you fucking rub it in. I thought Bill Hader was in this film, and I was waiting for him to appear. And as as the further the movie got on, the more I was hoping he wouldn't, and he didn't, and I was so relieved. So you want to say cunt? Yeah, I want to say cunt because the main character is it Ronnie. Yeah, Ronald. Seth my Reagan. second note, my second sentence is this guy's a cunt. Yeah, but isn't I it always it good to from the out. You know what I appreciate about this film though? It's a comedy and I think this is very important. I've talked about this before. Heck, I've I, you know, I've even worked on this idea in script form of in comedies a lot, we have this cunt-like character of Ronnie and they're played straight in a comedy. Like, you know, you have Will Ferrell plays his characters a lot. Mark Wahlberg plays his characters a lot. Where if you often met this... Will Ferrell. Often with Will Ferrell. But, like, if you met these kind of guys in real life, they would be real jerks, psychos, nutjobs. But in a film context, in a comedy context, we just laugh and go, no, yeah, yeah, shove popcorn. Jerk, but here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. This film says, hey... Let's get that comedy character of the jerk asshole and take and all the funny out of him. Well, put the funny there still, but lesser. But actually, explore the aspects of what happens if this guy existed in real life, like in a in a in a obviously a comedic reality, but in a real world situation of what happens if you got that psycho jerk from those Will Ferrell, Seth Rogen comedy films and put him in a situation in which he has power. I don't that's doubt a, that those people exist in real life, though. Oh, that's what I liked about this character is. Unlike in certain films where they have mentally unwell characters in a comedy film, especially where they just play it for laughs, and and if there is a dangerous element to him, 
into that kind of character. They just play it for the, oh, Goofy laughs, they're going to skin him alive. Oh, kind of crazy Adam Sandler stuff. This movie actually goes, no, no, that's not, that's not okay. Like, let's actually explore this. Like, I was actually genuinely surprised, like, when they reveal later on that his character has bipolar disorder. I was actually trying to figure out what he, what was his deal. Like, I'm like, is he autistic? Is this what I'm getting? Like, I didn't know what to expect from him. And then when that was revealed, I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then it made me reflect back upon his character and I and I enjoyed it because it's there's, set up quite well. There's also far too many different types of guns in that scene. It, it's like... It's America. I know it is and it's gen- like it's it's genuinely... Un- like it makes me uncomfortable that there's that many guns. But hey, he's not allowed guns as a... As a, yeah, in the mall. Mall cop. And also he learns... That doesn't stop him. <laughs> and also, he learns like that police work isn't really for him eventually. So he, he doesn't. Kind of, though. So in a way, he, he kind does of, though. When he, he beats up all the policemen, he realizes no. it's not for him. He he's t- just like, I'm better than this. He doesn't. He's like, no, this isn't for me. He's like, no, I'm, I'm above a cop. I'm an ultra cop. Like, I'm better than cops. Yes, but he still, gone. he still relinquishes the desire for a gun. I really love the mother here. Um, she's a great character actress as well. One of my favorite trivia points in the entire thing <laughs> is the speech that she gives later to him where she's like giving the half I care about you speech, you're creative, blah, blah, blah. Is pretty much the same speech she gives to Bruce Banner in the Hulk movie because she's Where's the same, one? the Eric Banner one. Huh? The 2003 one where she was also the mum. So, so it's kind of like, how good would it be to be this actress and get that speech again, but you get to deliver it in like what would be a more sincere way? Because it's like really, it's like such a movie thing, the way that that speech goes, and even that's what I liked about this film. It deconstructs those movie values. Like you're expecting Paul Blart mole cop out of this, right? No. But it's like, how about we give you falling down and taxi driver? <laughs> like, like, how about that, oh, motherfucker? How about that, motherfucker? The comparisons to Travis Bickle, I cannot, I, I don't know why they annoyed me, but they really did annoy me. Why, why did, okay, so this film annoyed Grace. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I think they know. <laughs> um, to be you didn't like the Travis Bickle comparisons. Why is that? Because the weird thing is, what's wrong with being compared to Travis Bickle when you have a psycho character? Because Travis Bickle was a psycho asshole. Mm, yeah. But the thing is, is that Travis Bickle has been done, obviously. By Travis Bickle. Yeah, ta- in taxi. Place. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was not a comedy. It was a, like a tonally dark film. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we don't really need another Travis Bickle because people are already trying to emulate Travis Bickle. Yeah. But maybe this is the kind of commentary on that in which here's a guy who's emulating that Travis Bickle style and has... Completely think, no sense of irony about it. I think you were giving the right... Excuse me, it has Patton Oswalt in it. I think I know what I'm giving it. An A+. Plus. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my notes literally just say, Patton Oswalt? Well, he did his peer in Starsky and Hutch, so I don't know why you have that in question marks. Um, <laughs> the man has... The man was in King of Queens. I don't know where you think his integrity lies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think he's gained a shitload of integ- integrity since Ratatouille. Oh, yeah. I thought you were gonna say since his wife died, and I'm like, I that's would, pretty brutal. Do I would not bring that up in a podcast, and I think you know that. I think I think you would. <laughs> Absolutely would. Bartek, what's your history with this film? The history of the film, I'd never seen it before. Ever heard of it? Mm, I might have seen. You know what? I might have seen the poster around. Um, but I don't necessarily think that I've heard of a film where Seth Rogen 
um, has played a head of mole security <laughs> and that it was a very good movie. I yeah. hadn't heard of that. So. <laughs> Thank you, So it was, it was a delightful discovery. That's Grace, alliteration. What about you? History, any? Heard of this film before uh, I said, get on down for the podcast of a lifetime? I, I'd heard of it, but I, like I said, I thought Bill Hader was in it. Like, <laughs> I think I was probably thinking of the wrong film. And you're thinking it was an outrageous comedy? Yeah, did Seth Rogen and Bill Hader play cops in Superbad? Yes. That's what I was thinking of. I was so thinking you should Superbad. watch Superbad. <laughs> no, I shouldn't watch Superbad. I know I wouldn't like it. It's actually a little bit more... Prog- it was... Yeah, it's McLovin in it. <laughs> oh boy! Sorry, I have to go watch it now. <laughs> He's been a gift to the world of comedy. That actor, McLovin, Christopher Mintz-Plasse. He's been great. I've appreciated his work. He was all right in Kickass. He was great in Kickass. He was also great in the remake of Fright Night. I actually quite like Fright Night. Have you done Fright Night? No, it's too good for this. It's an appreciated masterpiece. How people do not love Colin Farrell as Jerry the Vampire will astound me for maybe, years Maybe, maybe Ryan, you know, choose your words a bit carefully. Too good for this. Well, too, too good too in too fact. Common, too common, It's too much of a bourgeoisie film. <laughs> I fucking hate those bourgeoisies. Anna Faris. My history with Anna Faris is I've seen her in films. My history with this film. <laughs> I think that's most people's history with Anna Ferris, to be honest. No, Chris Pratt, senior in real life. <laughs> so, my, I lo- my favourite little joke that's happened there. During that scene, the other guards place down traffic cones. Like the little red cones. Which I think we can count mm. as the first joke for the film. Uh, excuse me, you clearly didn't see the flasher. Um. <laughs> uh, not even in this film is that a joke. In Ray Liotta's life, it's a joke. He's like, I was in a film with Seth Rogen. Hey, Ryan, what's something that I haven't said on this show for a long time? I love you, Ryan. I do, yes, but... uh, Thanks, buddy. I was actually thinking more along the lines of, I did a quiz. Oh, fuck yes! Is one of the answers to the quiz, who played Ray Liotta's character? Was it A, Ray Liotta, or B, Will Smith? (laughs) No, it wasn't. Damn it! It was a 20-question quiz. Oh, yes! Where I got 18 out of 20. What were the two that you got wrong? Well, one of them was bullshit. I showed you 19. It was bullshit! It was bullshit, I tell you. Was it who played Michael Peña? The one... The the bullshit one was, um... After Anna Faris threw up, what did Seth Rogen do? Which time did she throw up? Because she throws up a bit in this film, doesn't she? Mm. Oh, when she's in her yard and she's like... I know, he walks into the door, yeah? Yeah, but doesn't he kiss her? Oh, yeah, he kisses her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said he kisses her, but the correct answer was that he has sex with her, but... Well... Kissing is the immediate thing he did. The immediate thing? Was it an option? Yes! That was oh, all I picked! I said you, kiss! Quiz. You got 19, Wait, buddy! Yeah, I got I 19. thought the flash was going to be revealed to be the head of the mole. Like, for some reason, I thought, oh, it's going to be revealed it's someone we know. Yeah, you'd think that it would be a twist. Like, who is it going to be? Like, Michael Pena was the twist of who's robbing it. So it's like, oh, my God, the mole's corrupt. Yes. But anyway, Another commentary on capitalism. But anyway, Ryan, back to the quiz. I've brought in only one question this oh, time. Oh, fuck yeah. I had another one, but I was like, yeah, it was about, Blow like, us what did she call the waitress? Yes. Um, <laughs> oh, I can answer this. Yeah, nurse. it was Nurse, but... Nurse, because it didn't make any fucking sense. Well, it's because Anna Faris was improving, and you see, improv can be a good or negative thing when it comes to comedies and films. Was she genuinely, or are you just saying that? Can you... No, I'm, I'm film, genuinely so. saying that. Like, can you not tell by how films work when you can tell actors are improving and when they're not? Well, the same, in these comedy films, there's very obvious, oh, that was an improv. 
I can genuinely, like, I genuinely know how films work, but I, I argue that this is a film, to be honest. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's a film, but with moments of improv. <laughs> like, okay. it's way more constructive comedy film than a Will Ferrell movie, but Bartek, before oh, we get into Will why Ferrell Will Ferrell sucks, um, <laughs> tell us your quiz. You are so on Will Ferrell today. I love that guy. The question Daddy's that I've brought on is, who does Ronnie Daddy's live with? Home. His mum. That is the correct answer, but the other options were his brother. Could his, be. Could his be. sister. Could be, could be. Or Paul Rudd. <laughs> Just Paul Rudd. Not a character. <laughs> the actor. The actor Paul Rudd. I didn't realise that this was an observe and report quiz. I cannot believe that exists. <laughs> yeah, 20 questions. 20 questions. Who did he live with? Paul Rudd. Is that kid from something? I feel like yes. He's, he's in Breaking Bad. He's in Like Mike. He's in Battleship. I've seen Like Mike. I've not seen. Wait, Battleship. is he the bully from Like Mike? He's the bully from Like Mike. I knew I knew his, um, his nickname is Meth Damon because he looks like the meth dart Matt Damon because oh he did Breaking Bad where he manufactures meth. Okay, that's actually a little bit clever. Um, yeah, he's a, he's actually a very versatile actor, and I mean that in a, a very genuine sense. He did a film. I want to say this year or last year that was kind of a rom tragedy film. Oh no! And he's very good in it. He's a very decent actor. He's just a weird looking guy. I feel like they cast him correctly as the bully in Like Mike because he does look like a school bully. But he seems like a nice guy. Like yeah, like he's very good in Breaking Bad as the opposite of Aaron Paul, where he's got no emotions. Like Aaron Paul is like science, yeah, and he's more like science. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But he has, like, that doughy-eyed smile that makes you think, oh, he cares. He also is a neo-Nazi, so in that f- in Breaking oh, Bad. Oh, I was about to say. In Breaking Bad, not in real life. Maybe with that haircut. Uh, my... That's not a neo-Nazi haircut. <laughs> it's awfully blonde. Hair. It's awfully blonde. Okay. Um, you don't hang around enough neo-Nazis. I'm glad. So, I'm glad, too. <laughs> unless you're the neo-Nazi of your group and you don't know it. All right. No, no, don't do that. Reminder, everyone, this is a cultural Polish podcast. We're the two Polish people, and Grace is not Polish, so that narrows down the neo-Nazi in the room. Uh, No? But... Okay, I can't believe I have to fucking say this, but I'm not a fucking (laughs) (laughs) neo-Nazi. You're like, I have to say... Neither am I. And that narrows it down to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Vote Trump. Oh, Nazi hand down. It's okay, we're Polish. We can say this. <laughs> we suffered it from the Nazis the most. The most, Grace. There's no Polish. There's no Polish Jewish people left after they came in. It's a true fact. We got the lowest Jewish population out of a major Western society. I completely missed the stealing montage on my first watch. Of this well, film. I'm glad you're watching the second time because that may have been the clincher for you liking this, this film. Mm. Check out this amazing shot. Chops, lobster, steaks. I actually thought... Oh, it's night time. When are we just going to wait for daytime? <gasps> oh, my God. It's his, it's his lights from his car. And, oh, oh, my God. It's day now. That was a really nice transition shot. My history with this film, I know it's been a while. I have heard of it. And I thought, oh, it's that Seth Rogen, Paul Blart, Mall Cop movie. I can't wait to watch it with my good friends, Bartek and Grace. The, the thing delightful. is, is that Paul Blart, Mall Cop was filming at, like, according to the Wikipedia page, was filming at, like, the same, same time. time. 
and they're like friends with with like both people working on both those films yep. like friends with each other so they'd send each other set pictures being like hey is your stuff different <laughs> yeah and, like step on they, they, they kept in touch because they didn't want to make a movie too similar and boy did they not do that there was like no danger of that to be honest like well, they're both set in malls about mall cops everything like thematically is different other well, than that yeah exactly i mean no not necessarily they're both about an overweight white guy who's lonely who works in a mall and in the has... mall and is ignored and trodden upon by everyone who works there except for one girl that they don't acknowledge because they're in love with another girl. And has a... Except, weirdly enough, um, this one... Uh, no, weirdly enough, one of them, the overweight character, is actually treated like pretty well for being an overweight character in a uh, movie. And oh, yeah, they don't make fat jokes about him, It's yeah. not Paul Blart! Yeah, they don't make fat jokes about him. It's no, because Seth Rogen isn't fat enough for the fat jokes at this, like, at this point. Like, maybe earlier in his career. But, like, he's never been, like, the fat guy. Like, it's weird because they kind of do play that off because in his gang. But then I'm like, but Jonah Hill exists in his gang? But then Jonah Hill keeps losing weight and then keeps regaining the weight. So it's kind of like you can't have a consistency a with making him the fat guy in their group. Oh, no, a, trivia a, point, a trivia point that I read for this film is it that is. this was the role that Seth Rogen decided maybe I should start losing weight. Yes, because he got worn out very easily. I mean, hey, it is kind of bad that Johnny Hill keeps losing weight and regaining it dramatically because that's not good for the body. Yeah. Because he's method acting way too fucking hard. <laughs> like, 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 what was it? He was in Moneyball and he had lost a dramatic amount of weight and then he did Wolf of Wall Street and gained it all back. <laughs> and now he was in a film like War Dogs and he's like double the size of what he was in fucking Wolf of Wall Street. And now he's lost it all again. Mm. Pretty crazy. Ryan, we're at a major scene right now. Oh, the fuck you scene. But, but the I haven't seen a fuck you scene as good as this since Cutting Class with Brad Pitt. The, the thing, the thing is, is that like a lot of actors do that, but like just 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 because Jonah Hill was like overweight beforehand, like mm. what's Batman? Chris? No, not Michael Keaton. Michael, fuck off. He's my favorite. <laughs> 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 like how what? you actually went. Yeah, Michael. No, fuck off. I didn't say yeah. Um, so record it back. <laughs> she said. He said yeah. Definitely. Definitely yeah. Um. Uh. What is he? God, I always forget oh, his the name. The recent one. Christian Bale. Thank you. Ben Christian Affleck. Bale. Ben Affleck also applies. Um, yeah. Ben Affleck, I mean, like, Christian like, Bale's scary, though, with his method acting. He did The Machinist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but they also, like, like lots of actors go up and down with weight. And, like, yeah, it's not... Because I believe didn't Christian Bale do permanent damage to his body by doing that? I could um, be talking square. You're thinking of Matthew McConaughey did. I am thinking of Matthew McConaughey. With Dallas Buyers Club. And he has never looked the same. That's also why his career's gotten better, because he looks slimier. I think the key to Matthew McConaughey... He's just no, no, a no. greasy boy. The key to Matthew McConaughey's reconnaissance, as he calls it, is that he he's... calls it that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, Matthew. Hey, once you get to be a true detective season one, you can call your career whatever the fuck you want. He earned it. Um, Matthew McConaughey, the key to his career of being good is he has embraced the fact that he's a sleazy motherfucker, while before he was not embracing that and claiming that he was this sexy guy whose shirt should always be off. Now, think, think about it. Dallas Buyers Club, he plays an asshole who turns good. True Detective, he plays an asshole. Wolf of Wall Street, he plays an asshole. Like, his career... Mud, he plays an asshole. You've listened to... Like, like Lincoln none of Lawyer. Those things have I seen. 
No. no. You heard of them, right? You know no, no, well no, of them enough to know yeah. his of roles. In Didn't he start off as a model or something? He started off as Matthew McConaughey, and he has and always been. That way as well. This is a scene that Grace. I'm going to agree with you. Went too far. When he said, I hate you so much, you fucking faggot, and it was just like, yeah. what? Well, okay, that was the only line in there, including when he says he's a retard, that I felt, that was over the line there, Ray. Yeah, he uses two slurs in, like, two sentences. Like, it's unnecessary. Like, the faggot one I found really inappropriate because the way he inflected it made it actually sound like... Like, you know, I don't know, like, in this scene when he's giving all these in, insulting insults, insulting insults, these, these bad slurs... It's not like he's meaning them in... Bad naughties. He's not, he's not as filled with, like, genuine malice. It's more like he's just pissed off. But when he said that faggot line, I'm like, oh, boy, this sounds like a homophobic character right now, that one line. Like, like you know, I mean, when he said retard, I don't think he's, like, ableist or anything. I don't think he's just like, I'm fucking sick of this guy who's clearly mentally challenged and they're allowing him to ruin my job. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, like but the faggot line, I don't know. This is the only good character in He's the movie. He's the nicest <laughs> character in the movie, and he deserved so much better. He deserved a name. He deserved not to be officer. He had a name. Rogan. Did he? Officer. Oh. Guys, <laughs> he's not a he's not a character. He's a guy that they just filmed a conversation with. Clearly, he's a real policeman. <laughs> they went. Here's how you can save money. This on is the this educational film. part of the film. Well, in the film, Cool Cat saves the kids. <laughs> yeah, they hired a real police car for that, but the policeman was played by a porn actor in this kid's film. <laughs> That's oh, funny. No. But this guy's played by uh, an actor, not a, not a policeman. I was lying about that. <laughs> um, Bartek, you walked into this movie blind, as did all of us. Uh, we had our certain expectations. The, the only... I'll make a disclaimer to that. When I was looking up the film, I like briefly glanced on a synopsis, and all I read was a bipolar mole cop. Oh, so you had an understanding. Okay, that fully set you up, because I was thrown for a loop of how dark this was. I was thinking, oh, it's going to be like the competition pole bar mole cop. Oh, right. And then it starts out, and I'm like, okay, he's got like the loneliness, the chick is into, he's a mole cop. He's got a condition. Like, that one was diabetes, this one's bipolar. Something well, you, bipolar. You were trying to work it out. I thought he. Yeah, I thought he. I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, See, with me, I, it was they, very hard to with pick. With me, they never mentioned it. So I thought, oh, it's just a matter of fact thing. <laughs> I I thought like it's a Seth Rogen movie. I'll laugh at least once and I'll feel bad about it. Like that's what I thought. And boy, was I wrong. You so you didn't feel bad? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't laugh once. And you feel bad about it? I <laughs> I feel bad about having seen it. Oh, you it. did feel bad. Oh, uh, but. Okay, come on. What is it? I'm getting hostilities from Grace about Seth Rogen. What is really? it? Really? How are you picking that up? Okay, what it is? What is it about Seth? And if you could say, okay, I'm going to ask you two things. What is it about Seth Rogen that you don't like? And above all else, and and, and past all that stuff you're going to mention, has there been anything you've liked him in? Um, I haven't seen that many Seth Rogen films because the ones I have liked, I haven't. Well, the ones I have liked, the ones I have seen, I haven't liked. Okay. And I don't really have anything against Seth Rogen. He was in Donnie Darko, right? Because he, is he? <laughs> Wasn't he like he was one of his friends at school? Yeah, but it's not. He a was Seth in Freaks. Rogen film. He was in Freaks and Geeks. I fucking hate Freaks and Geeks. Uh, Everyone's like, "Which Freaks and Geeks? You like it? I've seen it. No, sorry. It has Velma from Scooby Doo in it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather watch Scooby Doo. It has the guy from Bones who still looks the same. It has Martin Starr in it, who's been in other stuff that I think I've liked. Bones? Is that the guy from Bones? No, that's um. 
I don't think he's in Bones. I think he's in... No, he's in Bones. I watched I fucking nailed Bones. It. So you were saying you haven't seen much, so you don't have really a basis of comparison. I don't know what Seth Rogen movies I've seen, to be honest. I've Knocked Up? Seen Super I Express. have seen Knocked Up. I saw Knocked Up in the cinemas when I was a bit too young to see yeah. it. And I don't think I liked it, weirdly. Um, you haven't seen Super Bad. Pineapple Express. I've not seen Pineapple The Interview. No, no, I've not the seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Oh, have I seen The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Steve Carell. If you haven't seen... I don't think I've actually seen it. So what you're saying is you've seen maybe two things and you didn't like them. Well, the thing is is that I know I won't like them. And I'm correct because the two things that I've seen I haven't liked. So wait, let's listen to Knocked Up and what was the other? I think it's this, to be honest. And this. So let's be honest, (laughs) Knocked Up I thought was absolute trash. Mm -hmm. And... That's all you've got. You got you got knocked up in this film. Isn't that a bit low to really dis dis like disregard an actor? Knocked isn't knocked up meant to be one of his triumphs? Um, it was. People said that, but I think um, um, super bad was more of a triumph for him because he also I think he also wrote that. Yeah. Um, I, I think he was, that was much better, and also forty odd virgin. Also, he's an anchor man. Is he an anchorman? He's um cameraman for the scene in which um Veronica Corning's Veronica Corningstone's reporting on the cat parade, and he's the overenthusiastic cameraman who's like, I'm loving this, and she's like, Shut up! And he's like, But look at the cat. He had a one scene. He had <laughs> I've one seen scene. Anchorman. He had a one scene appearance in uh, Step Brothers as well. Yeah, of course. He's he very good at just appearing in things. Yeah. I think he would be a good voice actor. He's got a good voice. He, he's Pumba, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he has a new Pumba choice. You know who should be the Timon choice? It's Billy Eichner. No, but you know who should be. Who? Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> also, why would they? Why would they in the new Lion King remake only recast James Earl Jones when they already have Nathan Lane around? Right, like, <laughs> like the only role that wasn't recast was James Earl Jones and Nathan Lane is still there and I can never remember the guy who plays Pumba but I don't think he's dead. Uh, he was old. He's, he was old? Oh, he might be. But I don't know. I remember they did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum together. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I actually really like the idea of that. He also, was... I love Nathan Lane. This, this was a great scene here. This, this film is clearly oh, inspired God, by a lot of amazing things. Like we've talked about taxi driver. Falling down. They've, and with the taxi driver thing, you got Robert De Niro. And they you realise later on he does a lot of comedy roles like Fearless Leader. So they, they're like, let's try <laughs> to make a Fearless hunt. Leader? <laughs> uh, the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. I li- actually like that film. He's like, the, fe- he's the villain. Kid. The Fearless Leader. Oh, that's right. So he's uh, the only method, the first method actor to play a cartoon character. Take that with what you will, because I don't know what to take from that piece of trivia. And also, what does that mean? <laughs> and also, Ronnie and Ray Liotta's relationship in here kind of gives me like you know, uh, Good SpongeBob and Squidward vibes. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's clearly inspired by a lot of colorful works, and I think that it's a good homage to a lot of these works. Mm. See, I just want to get back to Grace with the. Um, Seth, Seth Rogen's Rogen. saying, well, where do you draw the line? Because let's just say this. What do you, do you like Ray Liotta? I haven't seen him in enough stuff, and I probably he was don't. in Wild Hogs. I've seen Wild Hogs. He was the bad guy. Why have I seen Wild Hogs? <laughs> you... John C. McGinley's in there. I know, we've talked about him on the show. You should listen to the episode. Well, I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I talked in spirit. Yeah. I mean, but isn't it like unfair? Like, so, listen, you know, but like, say, Ray Liotta, you wouldn't say you hate him, though, would you? No. But you're like that with Seth. I haven't said that. I, have I said that I haven't said that? Yeah. Oh, okay, oops. Um, look, I, I just, I, I dislike his movies. 
Like, they're just not for me, is the thing. But maybe you need to give him a chance. I've given him a chance and he's failed me twice. <laughs> you know what they say, third time's the charm. Oh, my God. Maybe. You should watch 40-Year-Old Virgin. I... I Thinking about it, I probably saw it like when I was a bit too young to really know what was going on. My fun fact is about Paul Rudd in there, yeah, yeah, everyone's that. in it. So Jane Lynch is in it. Paul Rudd, you know Jane Lynch. I do. Jane Lynch has done like she, such she's in like, everything, varied amounts of stuff. Maybe she's great in Glee. See, <laughs> maybe you should great. see the real Seth Rogen. Isn't Rogan she great? Or... Well, actually, she is. Oh, she's great in that. Sorry, Vartek. <laughs> she she said that Jane Lynch was <laughs> not great in Glee. I mean, yeah, he, he said like not great in in Glee, and I'm like, how dare you? That's the only thing Glee is good for Sorry. is Jane Lynch Jackson. Jane Lynch is was too great fucking at good. The character, I hate that character. <laughs> but the character the best part they're the doctor yeah. the doctor cox of that show <laughs> <laughs> aren't they jane lynch truly the doctor cox of glee isn't it, uh, isn't it true people are just bastard coated bastards with bastard filling so we've just learned that seth rogan's a tough guy he just broke that a guy's so elbow through his also, fucking skin also that was far skin. too competent for him he would not be no, that competent no i disagree I know you do, and I disagree. With I you think disagree. it's a, a, it's one of these things. You know, uh, I don't know how you feel about this as, a, a, as a thing in films where characters have this special talent that's just fully formed in them. You know what I mean? In fiction, like like Seth Rogen, naturally without any practice, is good at fighting. I feel like, like I think that's just a thing that is inherent in writing. Like uh, he's really good at fighting, but he's had no experience to like. It's just inherently in him. It's just like that's his trait that he's good at. Yeah, but a hundred percent. I feel like there's places in films where that makes sense, and then it's places where it's just like, well, we needed this for the narrative to carry on, so we just put it in. Yeah, there's no reason for this, but it's but here now. Don't you Enjoy think it. that the characters, um, uh, uh, violent tendencies. Anger and all that could harmonize with his supreme fighting. Well, possibly, but I feel like I like I probably would have. I just wanted him to get his ass handed to him. So did you not like the cop scene then? No, I didn't because it was just a whole bunch of cops just kicking a guy on the ground. Could I point out one thing? It happens a bit later in the film Mm -hmm. that I was kind of impressed by on terms of Seth Rogen himself. Yes. During the training montage at the police academy. Which is coming up like soon, I think. Yeah. Um, there's a part where you see him like run through a bunch of things and he kind of like cheats through and like he pushes someone over and like he goes under like a thing you have to climb over. Well, in the part where he pushes someone over, he jumped on that thing, used his whole body to push the guy over and still <laughs> ran across without like tripping or anything yeah like I think he is but used more effort to do so. I think that that was pretty impressive mm, I just, what a legend from memory like there's a queen song over the top of this montage. this movie does have a lot of songs it's in it. got some mm. good music and I'm so annoyed. so did Suicide Squad yeah that's a very good point a lot of bad movies do have good music I didn't say this was a bad movie I did so there you go it's okay you could be wrong about this oh, <laughs> I think I, this I is could it. be but I'm not uh, it's subjective. <laughs> yeah, this is the part. He just goes. Pushes, oh, a woman! You mean a woman? <laughs> was it a woman? Yes. Yeah, it was a woman. Oh, I'm sorry. Take that! Fuck you! Yeah, just, just crushes. Oh, and then this poor old guy. He, he just doesn't come out. No, he does. 
What? He does. Yeah, but how did he get past him yeah, so it's easily? It's like a little Roadrunner and Wally Cody gag. Yeah, get it? He's he, Which one's he? What I will say for Seth Rogen is he puts everything into this character. Like, yes. he actually does this character quite well. Like, he never gives up. He's, like, fully... He's always into his characters. Yeah. Like, in The Green Hornet, he was really in there. Oh, I've seen The Green Hornet. That's another Seth Rogen film I've seen. I don't like him in the... I saw it years ago. I couldn't remember it if I was paid to. Uh, we did it on we the did show. We did it on the show. And That's right. You did, didn't you? It was a very fun movie. It's the first It has Christoph Seth Waltz in it. Oh, yeah. As Bloodanovsky. Was that like the first It has thing Hopper from... After Inglorious Bastards? Yes. It had Hopper from Stranger, Stranger Things. Things. Is he in that? Is yeah. Jim Harbour in that? Yeah. Okay, I might have to rewatch Green Hornet. Also... Um, Cameron Diaz. Because for a while... Cameron Diaz. <laughs> for a while, it was kind of known, like... That I liked superhero movies, so someone mm. at some point bought me the Green Hornet, so well, I have that on DVD. The Green Hornet isn't so much a superhero movie, just a hero movie, because they're not super. It's like a yeah. vigilante hero. From, from memory, it's the a vigilante movie. Who bought it for me? Got it confused with Green Lantern. Ah, uh, well, it's better than Green Lantern. I've seen both of them. Green Lantern's better. Green nah, Lantern Green Lantern sucks. Isn't entertaining either. No, um, Green Hornet's really good for um, what was the uh, Kato, the guy who plays Kato. Man, I want that guy to have a He's film a career. He's a proper martial artist, isn't he? A uh, pop singer. Pop, what? Really? Pop singer. That's kind of K-pop. Cool. I believe so. Or J-pop. Can't remember. The K-pop. But you know who's you know who's a real singer of the stars? I'm gonna hate this. Anna Paris. <laughs> Her accent in this is. I did not notice. Top it. notch. She's she's putting on a Jersey girly kind of. Okay. Thing yeah, going on here. Yeah, it's a lot of here. the inflection going is on. Is this? Is Anna Faris okay? Like, I see her in some films and I'm like, I don't know, are you alright, Anna? Like, I, I don't know, I worry about Anna Faris. She's one of these people that's like, if you hear that she OD'd, would you be surprised? Would you? That's a very big thing to say. I feel hey, like. I wasn't surprised when Philip Seymour Hoffman did, were you? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Were you surprised when Amy Winehouse did? Well, no, not There you go. Me. I'm not surprised. At so all. you're saying that you think Anna Ferris has a lot of demons, is that what you're saying? Yes, because she brings them into a lot of her roles, including this one. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you on this. Especially in this role, like, when she sees the Flash's dick. Mm. There's something, like, like in her acting really, she just snaps and it becomes like, that's the moment in the film where you realise that her character isn't just this two-dimensional bitch monster. Like, like that they set her up. Like she's Is got some more layers to her. Mm-hmm. Or what? That she's a bitch monster. No, no. Is that when? Is that when that happens? Like when they snap and make you realize a bit more to her. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Just the way she reacts to it. She's like very vain, but very hurt mm-hmm. at the same time. Like is. Is it really an American thing for, like, fast food employees to have really embarrassing um, uniforms? Is that a thing? Yeah, so is it... Because in Australia, it's pants and a shirt. Yeah, but sometimes you have to wear a little McDonald's hat. Or a, or a brand new McDonald's t-shirt. Or yeah. maybe Australia is just not good enough to realise how good aprons are. I wear, <laughs> I wear an apron at my work. It's very good. <laughs> Does it save you? It saves me from like having like to wash my pants after one like after spilling one thing on them. There you go. Because I spill it on the apron and work washes the apron. Enjoy. Enjoy, but do you have to serve coffee to Will Ferrell? No, why would I? Have right. to do what that? about Seth Rogen though? Ah. Again, why would that ever happen? <laughs> why wouldn't it? Seth Rogen and they... Will Ferrell appear in places like The Mist, <laughs> like Doncaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that. And they might say something funny too. 
They might. I wouldn't bet on it. It's too tight in the butt. He looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson in that one photo that where what... he's leaning. Yeah. Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I genuinely think that's <laughs> that's the gag. Like he looks like Dwayne the Rock Johnson Are in those... that one photo where he's got a tissue well, underneath like his he's... elbow. Are those zip off cargo pants? Yes. Oh no. <laughs> oh. He looks like he's gonna be like a sleazy criminal or something. He looks like a mum. Yeah. I kept thinking like he's you know those his mum's clothes. Mm. Oh yeah, maybe if he didn't have the the chain necklace. No, thing. because but that still seems like a, a a necklace. Like I think for me when I saw that, I'm like he had lipsticks and like earrings maybe and curlers <laughs> in his short cropped hair. Yeah, but we're saying in situation and maybe oh, some see. big glasses. And uh, no, 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 he has to wear those. Um, no, no, not glasses. He wouldn't wear glasses. He would have a hearing aid. <laughs> And he's like, what? <laughs> My mother was Barbara Streisand in The Guilt Trip. What? I've seen The Guilt Trip. That's another Seth Rogen. This we've done this on the It's podcast. the other thing we've done on the show. <laughs> this, this podcast is just going to be what's discovering what Seth Rogen films I've right. seen. She's seen every... He, he I'm so sorry. It's okay. You should. He's seen every <laughs> single Seth Rogen film that we've done on this show. Yeah, oh three for three. <laughs> Next one we have will be a Seth Rogen film for you. Oh no! We'll do his. We'll do. we we'll do his kids film. What kids film did he do? Oh, you'll see. No, what kids? <laughs> you'll see. I'm gonna Google it if you're not careful. <laughs> a Pixar film? Imagine. Pixar film. What? Imagine if he did a Pixar film. Has he done a Pixar film? No. Has he done a DreamWorks film? Because I can, I can picture I feel that. like it would be Shrek's long lost brother. Oh my god. <laughs> How good would he be? How oh. have they not done that storyline? Do you know a fun fact I found out at a Disney trivia night the other, the other night? Was it about Seth? Uh, no, it wasn't. So does that mean it's it's cancelled? We can't... <laughs> Let um... me hear it first and I'll tell you. Okay. Um, so it was during the not Disney section. So Oh, so it's not Disney related. Okay, cool. So Mike Myers was not the original one. Oh, it was Chris Farley. Yeah, it was Chris Farley. Yeah, yeah, and they have his vocal recordings still. No, I know. It was like 80 to 90% done. But then he died. Did you say yeah. Disney trivia thing? It was, it was a in not the Disney, Disney in the oh, not Disney section. Um, okay. Oh, is he going to kiss her? Is he going to kiss her? Let's see if Bartek's My quiz was right. Is on the line here. <laughs> and look. You were wrong. This isn't. This isn't what's well, going to happen. Well, she has to throw up first. No, this is not even their date. It hasn't oh. happened yet. She's come back from a previous date. Okay. Nice shot, by the way, of the glass being drained. But they have that in focus. But in the blurred background, they have her boobs, which indicates that Seth's point of view is looking at the glass and not her breasts, which show that he that. is in fact a gentleman. It no, shows no, no. that he is a camera. So. I, in my notes, they're like, that's a good shot. In my notes, I literally have that there's bad editing, like, in a minute. Oh, I know, the jump cuts that come from YouTube. Yeah, and like... It they... never happens again. Yeah, I just... Just jump, jump, jump when she, when she's, like, drinking shots. Yeah, And she audios... has four shots, and there's, like, five cuts. Mm, the audio is mixed relatively well, but, like, the jumps are not good. Uh, they just don't... The problem with jump cuts is you need to know... The right frame to cut. Like, Take that up with Goddard, mate. Uh, Goddard sucks. So. <laughs> yeah, but he invented them, didn't he? Yeah well, yeah, yeah, well, you can film theorist arguments. We'll go on for years about that, okay? <laughs> Your Bee Gees cover song. Isn't I did half nice. a film degree, surely I'd know. Who, me? No, me. I did a full film degree. I, I know. know fully that I'm right and that Breathless sucks. I fucking hate Breathless and if you think it's good, 
Fuck off! I did. Was that the French one? Yes, it was <laughs> the a sucky black French and white movie. French one where he thought he was Humphrey Bogart, and guess what? Newsflash, you weren't. You Hold suck. On a go die. Hold I hate. Oh wait, you're dead already. Tough. I love the part where he shot the sun. <laughs> At the beginning. Yeah. Oh, what was the French title for that film? A bout de a I don't speak French. Probably, I was thinking, I was thinking of Belle de Joux. So, Belle de Joux, that's the same unit that we're thinking of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I want to ask something here. it's one of the few film units I did. The medication <laughs> that she's taking from him, what was it? I looked Clause it up. something. It was, Is it a real it medication for yeah. bipolar dispute? I don't know bipolar? whether it treats it, um, bipolar, but what I read, it was... It was treat. It treats panic disorder. It sounds like it's basically a, like a tranquilizer. Yeah, and he has to take them every four to six. Okay, be honest. My favorite, one of my favorite jokes other than the cones was, um, she's like, oh, oh, you got this stuff. You must be. Oh, I didn't know you partied. And he was like, yes, I, I sure do party every four to six hours. <laughs> and I just was like, Seth, that was good improvising there. It was, like, as good as Chris Pratt in Parks and Rec, where there's one bit where it's just like, oh, I've looked up my symptoms, and it seems like I have connectivity problems. And, and Ryan, Ryan, isn't that it's a... Michael Shear's favourite joke <laughs> yeah. thing as well. And Ryan, could I just say, isn't that a brilliant subversion of film conventions, where in movies, normally you don't read your line from something, but here, we've got an amazing joke where he has to read it. Oh, that was actually pretty good. Brilliant is a word. Could you imagine this film with Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Anna Faris? Even though you have to acknowledge the fact that he has to carry her at some point. You know what my favourite gay film is? Oh, please don't do this to me. What? <laughs> Robin's oh. Hood. I have never heard of this film. Is this a porn? No. It not sounds really. like it. It's a French... Film. Okay. And here's the best part. Probably like, it sucks, but here's the best part. Uh-huh. It's called Robin's Hood, right? Uh-huh. So, with that kind of name, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a Robin Hood kind of thing. No, no, no. It's it's a character's name is Robin. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, Hood, right? It's a lesbian film. No, just gay men. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? He kisses her! Were you talking about Robin's like, hood? hood as in clitoral hood? That's what I thought! That's like, what you think. You've been told Robin's you... Hood. That's the name of the film. And you're like, oh, it's about Robin. I, I thought... You're thinking, like, oh, it's going to be a lesbian film, right? I thought, you meant, I thought it was like someone called Robin, like their home or their neighborhood. Like, hood. Oh, gangster gay! <laughs> I wish it was gangster. Hey, Anna Ferris. Come on, are you okay? And then the answer is yes. There you go. I mean, Anna Ferris is fearless in in her performances. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie House Money. Oh, uh, yes, I have. Pretty fucking fearless. Because um, Colin Hanks is in it. That's the reason I saw House Money. You mean Tom Hanks' son. son? Yes. I once had an argument with my parents. I saw a show with Colin Hanks, Fargo. And they're like, did you know that's Tom Hanks' brother? And I'm like, is no. it? doesn't look like his brother. His brother's bold. And his brother sounds exactly like him. And looks exactly like him. And I'm like, are you sure? And then they're like, Lucy, look, it says Colin Hanks. There you go. I'm like, oh, he just looks so young. I guess, well, the Hanks have all aged pretty well, so I guess it's okay. And then they're like, no, it's his And then I found out it's his son. I'm like, oh, he looks terrible then. He looks fine. Oh. He looks really old if he's Tom Hanks' son. Does he? 
like he's only like ten years younger than Tom Hanks. Isn't everyone in Fargo meant to look a bit weathered? Isn't that the point of Fargo? Isn't everyone weathered? I've seen him in other things. Don't worry. What other things have you seen Colin Hanks in? Um, there's this cute little ten-minute comedy show that he's in, in which it's uh, about a family. In which they tell it from all the different perspectives. Generations, yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I've seen bits of it. Yeah, so Bartek, this is the important scene in which he lays out his views on the world. That Mm. he will sort everything out with a gun. And then the end of the movie proves that he's right. Even if it's not a shotgun, it's a gun. Sarah Connor's nightmare sequence from Terminator 2 could have really used a shotgun. I think think it would get on with Sarah Connor. (laughs) I think what I dislike about a lot of Seth Rogen movies is that the character, like, turns out to be, like, rewarded by the plot of the movie, even though, Isn't like... Isn't that most films with men in the lead? Well, was, that's actually a very good point. I was actually thinking, Ryan, when... <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah, shit, you're well, right. Ryan, when we did The Guilt Trip, Liam did point out that um, a lot of American films like this and, like, The Guilt Trip do have that one scene later on where the character's, like, being affirmed or they, like, clapping. Yeah. And I was wondering when I started this film, let's see if there is a scene where he gets clapped. And, yes, when he captures the perverse... It's a slow clap. They, they clap. Chlamydia is pretty slow. Sorry? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I genuinely didn't hear that. It's Me okay. <laughs> okay. You, you heard it. Well, it was recorded, so we can play it again. So, I think there's a great video uh, by Now You See It in which it details the difference between American and British humour. And what you just described is a perfect example of American humour where they get clapped at the end. It's like, good luck, Ronnie, all this kind of stuff. Happy-go-lucky. Like, the American office ends with Michael Scott having a happy ending in which he has a fiancé and another job while the British office ends with Ricky Gervais begging for his job and crying. And that's how it ends. Like, like this. if this was a British movie, which they already did called The Guard with, um... It's, it's similar. The Guard with, um... I'm forgetting. The guy who plays Alan Partridge. Oh, Steve Coogan. That's depressing. <laughs> and funny... But very British. I think you, Steve. Coogan he's not as Ricky psychotic. Gervais he's more just like, oh, similar. huh? I think Steve Coogan and Ricky Gervais are quite similar. Uh, I think Steve Coogan is the John Cleese of the modern age in terms of pompous Britishness <laughs> of comedy, and Ricky Gervais is more your um, Eric Idle. In terms of... Oh, I disagree. Yeah, no, I don't. You if do, you had to go in the Monty Python cast, he's more... I mean, Ricky Gervais is actually is actually more like your Ronnie Barker. <laughs> what? My car's named after Ronnie Barker. And I don't you know. slight me in this way. Do you not like Ricky Gervais? Not really. Oh, okay. Well, we're going like, to... Like who's some... a comedy person that exists now that we all know that you like? Apart that's, from Russell Brand. That's like a big know? one. That, that's a big one. Don't just say Bill Hader because he's not a leader. He's not the leading guy. I wasn't going to say Bill Hader. Russell Brand. Just I don't it. like Russell Brand. <laughs> to, be honest, to be honest, I do like Russell Brand because of one reason. He saved one film for me that I despise with all my guts, which is Forgetting Sarah Marshall. He's legitimately the only person in that movie I can watch and be like, I empathize with someone. You don't like the scene of Jason Segel at the piano? I don't like Jason Segel. I hate that guy. That's fair. I hate him. Except in Gulliver's Travels. I loved him. (laughs) Who's who's a big comedy person that I like? Yeah. Because it seems like you hate everyone. I really like... I like most of what Dawn French has done. Oh, yeah? When was the last time Dawn French did something? 
Um, the Coles insurance ads, thank you very much. Yeah, I said something. That is something. <laughs> okay. So we know where lies. Grace lies. Um, I'm trying to think of other Did you just say that Grace lies? Yeah. I mean, I have been known to, yes. I thought this guy here was someone very familiar to me as an actor. And apparently he's one of the writers mm. on the on the film. Oh, and he course. writes with Seth a lot. Uh, and he wrote Your Highness, which we have covered Ooh. on this show. Which we've covered on the show. Mm-hmm. But I was missing Seth Rogen. And it was missing. It had a Danny McBride. This film originally was going to star Danny McBride, but the studios wanted someone more recognisable as the lead role, so they went with Seth Rogen. Danny McBride did appear in this movie as the crackhead. Danny McBride I don't. probably would have done just as good a job. Uh, he would actually be, I think, better and worse, because he, when he plays uncomfortable, there's no fun. In Danny McBride's uncomfortable. At least with Seth, there's a little bit of humor there. Like, like Seth smiles. More. He's smiling. Like, like Danny McBride, he's a bit too crazy. Yeah, like Seth Rogen is a bit more human, whereas Danny McBride's is a bit more character. Well, he's like a monster. Let's yeah. put it this way: From the Black Lagoon. Let's put it. In, let's put it this way: in this is the end. Danny McBride's actually more of an antagonist. <laughs> yeah. If this was the movie, I've seen. This is the end. <laughs> yeah. If this was the movie, oh, did you like Seth? Rogan in This Is The End? No! Well, what about a... Michael Sarah? Um, no. He was the character I think that I disliked the least. Who, Michael Sarah? No, Seth Rogan. Oh, yeah. Which was rare for me. Oh. That surprised me, because earlier when I was being interrupted a lot, I was going to say, well, you've definitely not seen This Is The End, where he plays himself. Well, you'd be wrong then. Good thing I we wasn't... interrupted you. I actually yeah. wanted to watch the interview, because I wanted to see the hype about a movie that nearly starred World War Three. <laughs> I hear the guy who plays Kim Jong-un is very good. Yeah. Isn't that the dude from Fresh Off the Boat? Oh, I love that guy! <laughs> <laughs> so, this this is a quality podcast. Here's Ray Liotta giving it a 10 out of 10 performance. He... You know what? I feel sorry for Ray. The actor? I do. You know why? He, he, he had the chance to be one of the greatest leading men of the, his time. Mm. He did Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. He even did Hannibal, which I know isn't the greatest film on earth, but he has the iconic scene in which he has to eat his own brain. I actually kind of, kind of like that scene. And I liked his character in it because he did a good job of balancing prick and good guy at the same time. So when he gets to eat his own brain in that film, you're like, oh, I understand why I... he kind of deserves this, but also you're like, he's a good guy. Thought... <laughs> this might be a bit much. I thought Hannibal was a TV show. There is a TV show called Hannibal. So it's the books go, first. you know... Red Dragons, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Hannibal Rising. Oh, okay. So they're all like Red Dragons first, Silence second. Have you done the, like, is it Hannibal Rising with um, the French? No, I haven't. No, I haven't even watched it. I have, when I was going through my Hannibal phase. Loved it? Um, at the time, yes. I think my opinion would be very different now. Because it doesn't have your homeboy in it, Anthony Hopkins? <laughs> He's not my homeboy. <laughs> Clearly someone hasn't watched Transformers 5 the last night. I have seen one Transformers and I watched it because Alan... Alan Tudyk, I think, is in it? Is he? I think so. Are you thinking John Turturro? Because John Turturro's in all of them. Isn't he pissed on by a robot? <laughs> he sees his balls and then he's pissed on by a robot, yeah. Oh, I Oh, he did pissed, pissed on in all of them. No, really? Bumblebee keeps pissing on him because he doesn't is like him. Is that a joke throughout all of them? <laughs> yeah. the one one of the jokes, too, is you get to see John Turturro in a thong. Like, is that a joke? Yeah, they rip off his pants and he's wearing like a thong underneath. Oh, laugh a minute. Because John Turturro is an f- ugly man. Oh. When you see his ass. <laughs> Only when you see his ass. He's beautiful until you see his ass. He's been sexy in movies. 
I wouldn't know. I haven't followed much of John Turturro's career. Best John Turturro film, Miller's Crossing, without a doubt. He has the iconic scene, look into your hearts. Speaking of hearts, Ryan, what did your heart feel in this scene? I felt that the American system of employment against the disabled was really reflected well here and how it could be corrupted. Well, in this scene, she is technically... Temporarily crippled? Temporary, temporary. She's in a wheelchair, buddy. I don't think we say that word anymore, to be honest. What, wheelchair? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. <laughs> no, you know full well. It's two words. <laughs> no, Wheel- it's one word. Isn't it? Wheelchair. No, it's, it's a compound word, I thought. Is it? Yeah, it's a compound word. You know what my problem is? Sometimes I think certain words are compound words, and then then word says no, they're fucking not, buddy. Get it together. And then start on hyphens. And then I'm like, oh, excuse me, I'm pretty sure wheelchair is one word. And they're like, no, it isn't. So now, so what's the word we don't use anymore? Wheelchair. We just went over this. Stop saying it. Also, the bit where he was like, "Get in the oven." In any other context, I probably would have laughed at that. Even Schindler's List? No. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan? Oh my gosh. This is an important scene. Important is a word. Well, this guy's very important to the plot. Don't you see his glasses? (laughs) Calm the fuck down. Did you like the amount of swearing in this? I didn't really have an opinion on it, to be honest. Bartek, swearing. Did you like it? In this film, or were you left cold? You know what? There was a point, Ryan, where I was concerned that they put too many eggs in the basket or too many fucks in the basket with the... Um, oh, not the fuck basket. The, the Hassan scene. We don't say that word anymore. The basket. The Saddam, the Saddam scene? Where yeah. Where they exchange fuck Saddam. yous? Saddam. It's very different. Yeah, it's Saddam. Even mm-hmm. in, the, in the cast list, it's spelled M-N. Yeah, it's Saddam, because he's like, Saddam! Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, All right, well, it's a big deal. Okay, I didn't notice that. Um, Grace is an expert on this film. Knows it from front to back. Is that a circumcised penis? Tell me, right now, before seeing it. I don't know. It isn't. No, it is, it's circumcised. Okay. Go on. Um, I thought that they might have put too many eggs in that one basket, but I think that throughout the rest of the film, they used swearing well. Yeah, I think... It was good amount. I feel there is a perfect ratio for the amount of swearing that you should have in a film. Like, I always roll my eyes at whenever a Martin Scorsese movie comes out, people are like, ew, the character said fuck and shit and all that so many times. And I'm like, yeah, but have you ever thought that the movie that, say, he's doing, the characters need to talk like that? And what's that? You watch the film and that's exactly correct. Also, people talk like that. Especially here in Australia. People talk like that. Yeah, exactly. Are you going to go up to Samuel Jack and say, stop saying the F word? Yeah, and even in like classier shows, well, classier, you know, like in terms of shows where you think the uh, etiquette would be different, such as the show Peep Show. They swear like sailors in that too, but it's in a different context as well. So like when you hear the prudish ones say fuck, you're like, shit's just gone down. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, why a movie like this, the American humour is like, it is very embracing of the swearing is just like every second word in a comedy. Like, is the swearing a punchline or a part of the joke? That's a that's something you have to really determine. It depends which ones. I don't think it is in this film relying on that being the joke. I think that's just the way the characters are. 
Mm. I think he's just saying this is the world in which Seth Rogen is a volatile man and a part of that is represented in the language he uses, which is always and, direct, abrupt, and, 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 and abusive. And I guess you could say, Ryan, that it's just part of their vernacular. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I loved that the solution was stop caring and do drugs. It's a Seth Rogen movie. I didn't think heroin was going to be put in this. Same. Like, halfway through the film, I ended up Googling it because I'm like, is Bill Hader in this? And it was like, <laughs> including the things of hero- of shooting up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> well, you know what is interesting? You guys, well, actually, more so Ryan, I think, uh, brought up the possibility that the identity of the flasher, mm. the pervert, would be a plot point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did we focus on the idea of who could it be that robbed them all? I thought it was the Flasher as well. I, 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 had, I had, hadn't even considered that that was a plot point in the film. I was like... I, what, the Flasher? No, the... The robbing. The oh, robbing. you forgot that, that... You didn't see that scene. I didn't see the oh, scene, yeah, but like, yeah. I knew the robbing had happened. I was just like, I don't think this is going to be a plot They're, because like, it's a thing that happens in Did you like this scene in which they literally beat, beat up, up children? No. <laughs> There's a comment in the YouTube comments about That this loved scene beating up children. Um, Quite the contrary. Michael yes. Pena... That's a guy whose career has just happened right now. Ant-Man was a big one for him. Um, I never really knew who Michael Pena was until um, I watched uh, End, of Watch. End of Watch, the Jake Gyllenhaal film in which he's a cop. Mm. He's a the really partner. Good film. Really good film. Is that got a different name or is it just... End of Watch. End of Watch. Just End of Watch. Okay. I think it was the same year as The Watch, but uh, it's different. <laughs> I think it's actually a bit before. Uh, Maybe. But yeah, it's very serious film, very weird. And Michael Peña has just been in everything. This year he was in Chips with uh, Dax Shepard. Oh my goodness. I, I On my drive home from work, that poster was like near the train station. Yeah. And I'm like, what's that? Well, Chips was a TV show back in the 70s about motorcycle police. So they've made that into a movie because 21 Jump Street happened. And now this year we also had um, Baywatch. So so in Ant-Man, was he the comic part of the comic relief? He was the, he's right hand man. Yeah, he was part of the comic. He was right hand man. He had the best comedic scenes. Yes, he did. In which, let me tell you the scenes, he just says something and then the editing does the work. <laughs> I remember I hated... The delivery of the lines is pretty good. Yeah, but it's the editing that tells the joke. Hmm. Well, yeah. But that's good storytelling from a visual standpoint. I remember I hated the comic relief in Ant-Man. Did you really? Michael Pena. There was like a few like friends of his. Oh, yeah, there was a few that were a bit dud. That, but yeah, he was the main one. I remember one. He was his one main was the, the, the back away scene. Yeah. I hated that. Back away. Just back away, yeah. Just back away. Like they were gonna drive into but like. But I cops. like how Michael Pena goes full acting into this. Like, this is. Oh, he's got a great same. The lisp really sells his character because when he's doing malicious things, it's kind of funny because he sounds so like innocent. He's all like, "Hey man, I didn't mean to hurt you." Like I can't do well, this. Yeah, no, you can't. Can you? <laughs> I'm not gonna. Well, he had that whole. He had that whole thing going on. Oh, that... don't do that. And he had that line... Don't li- look me in the eyes and talk like that. And he had that line where, um... Hey, it's me, my where Tyson. Was, where Seth Rogen made him his, like, right-hand man, and he, he was, you know, really emotional about it. He, he was saying, you know, I'm, I, I've always wanted this, but I didn't ask for it because I thought it would hurt intrude, our relationship. Intrude upon our friendship. Hey, it's me, Mike Tyson. Oh, darn. Um, Can but... I eat some ears? <laughs> Bartek? Yes? Are you interrupted as much on any other episode as what I'm on? Uh, Sam Noonan the most. 
Okay, at least I'm not the top. I apologise. It's okay. You're the You've apologised. That makes you the best. <laughs> you're, you're a power bottom. Hear that, everyone? Else? Stop <laughs> saying things about me. I'm saying them to you. <laughs> I, if I was thinking about you, I'd say Grace is the power bottom. See how see how it's different. The power bottom. There's only one. Well, you can't have. Well, you can't have more than one power bottom. Because power is the key word there. You can have more than one bottom. <laughs> but you know, There's no. only one power. This There's town ain't big enough for two Look, power it's bottoms. always sunny in Philadelphia already covered power bottoms and tops and all this and a great conversation with Danny DeVito, so get up to date. So no one else can. No, really, they covered it. It's done. Like I believe you. Um, in that episode, they were also trying to determine is Danny DeVito a bear or a twink? I don't and the answer is no one knows. I don't think he's, he's not a twink. But he's not a bear. Yeah, but it's there's it's not just twink and bear. But they were discussing which one he has to be. And he's like, maybe he's somewhere in between. Maybe he's a twink bear. No, he, he would be like some sort of bear. He'd like... He's four foot eleven. I know, but he's <laughs> not a twink. Because, like, twinks don't have to be, like, short. I know. They have to be shorter than I'm revealing too much about Big and hairy, isn't it? Do bears to be a bear. No, bears. bears but yeah, he's like, not hairy. Yeah, but... Or it's, big. It's, it's more big as in overweight rather than tall. Like, he's, not tall he's not even that overweight. He's not even that overweight. Well, yeah, but, like... Danny DeVito, I mean, he's got dwarfism. Right, you described me as a bear once. Also, <laughs> no, You're hairy. Danny DeVito is married and I assume Was married. gay. Was really, did they... Break up. Well, Rhea Perlman and Danny DeVito did break up, and now they're back together, but they're not married. They realise that married marriage was too much of a burden on their relationship, so that's kind of neat. Okay, but cool. so technically not married. Okay. Well, in which case, he's in what I assume is a heterosexual relationship, and therefore not gay. And I would assume cannot be a bear because he's not gay. I don't. But know what happens Danny if gay people have a thing for Danny DeVito and they need to put him in a category? Well, then that's all right. But but what would you put him in? I would put him in bear. Seth Rogen's a bear, too. No, Seth Rogen's... Oh, Seth Rogen, not in this film. He doesn't have facial hair in this film. Seth Rogen, when he has glasses and a beard, is a bear. Yeah, but he's a bear in general. Mm, when he's hairy, he's a bear. I think but in this, no, isn't his attitude in this film a bear? Aggressive, powerful... Yeah, bears don't have to be aggressive. I know, but I'm just broadening the scope mm. of possibilities because well, you Ryan, think you no, gotta, you gotta consider he likes guns and doesn't he look like a bear in this scene good god no like a what about him animal. is he a twink uh, <laughs> the answer is yes and you know it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um he might be an otter is he a twink out. yes he's definitely a twink <laughs> of course he is he's textbook twink <laughs> I like how that's a textbook answer that is a textbook let me get out the gaypedia the homosexual erotica and uh there we go twink textbook well he is am i wrong uh maybe is david spade a twink i think david spade's too old to be a twink do you have to be a certain age to be a twink you have to be young did you hear this part six there's an age limit to twinks but is there one for bears wait i like how you went david spade's too old but there's Daddy DeVito, no, no, age no. limit doesn't matter. No, there's a minimum age for bears. You could be as old as you like, but you, you can't, can't be like a young... Well, you, I suppose you could they call be them a young cubs. bear, but they're called cubs, yeah. Ah, oh, Daddy DeVito is no. such a cub. He's not a cub because he's not young. He's timeless. <laughs> I'll agree with you on that. Guys, look, I played Paper Mario and I don't think Twink had a sexuality. <laughs> so just, Fuck you know, maybe you. stop making assumptions about Twink. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's just a little star, okay? He wants to be friends with Princess Peach. It doesn't mean he's not a twig. I mean, stars are pretty mediums. gay, according to David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, his song stars a heterosexual love story, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> Like I don't know about, David, about Bowie. David Bowie to like. Oh, he was bisexual. I know that. Kind of. Kind of. He said it in a couple of interviews, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Problematic kind of bisexual in the terms that he later admitted he used it kind of as a publicity stunt when he first said it, but then was kind of later on like, but I am. But am I? Because David Bowie was mysterious as fuck. Okay. All uh, right then. So. Mystery. Like I said, I've not delved into. You should delve into the bow. I don't think I'd want to. I don't want to delve into the bow if it's all right with you. The music or the man. Either. Right, he's dead. So his music's not. His music's pretty all right, but like it's stellar. <laughs> it's not. Again, not really my thing. He had a song called Starman. Were you talking about stars before, Ryan? They're pretty gay. Yeah, well, Starman isn't about being gay necessarily. You could make it that. You can make anything you it want. Sounds you like want. you'll make it that, Ryan, based on what you said before. Well, no, I I counted myself on that because he has a song called Star, but it's a very heterosexual song to his wife at the time, Angela Bowie, who has a song named after her by the Rolling well, that's Stones. That's probably called because Star Angie. doesn't have a gendered term in it. Oh. oh yeah. <laughs> um, this is the I'm greatest sorry, scene in the movie. Did you know that um, this is the greatest scene in the movie? In Did which you know that Starin Meth- polishes Gviazda? Gviazda? Gviazda. What? Hatchback? <laughs> like, it sounds like a car. <laughs> Say it like blah 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 hatchback. Go on. What? Say star and polish with the word hatchback at the end. Gviazda hatchback? See, it sounds like a car! <laughs> like, like, coming in 2018 for the whole family! <laughs> fiesta? <laughs> fiesta? This is a fiesta. Fiesta? Fiesco? Do you no. mean? No. Maybe? <laughs> Not at all. Now that I think of it, that's an interesting word. You got like a G, you immediately transition to a V. Fiesta. Oh, Fiesta. I didn't realize it. Fiesta. Yeah. And I do like G's. And V's. But in Not Polish, so it's a W. Yeah. It's in Polish. Oh, okay. Because I... Polish doesn't have a V. Yeah. Oh, really? Well, the Polish w's people pronounce... make a V sound and the J makes a V sound. Isn't it like with a lot of Eastern Europeans, they pronounce V's as W's, W's as V's in Eng- when they have to speak English? Yeah. So my Ukrainian granddad had a fun time pronouncing Wal- Volkswagen. It was literally sound... like Volkswagen. Va- Waltz <laughs> Basically, the V sound is made by W, the W sound's made by a J, and the J sound's made by a DZ. DZ. There you go. There's the English... There's not the English language for you. Yeah. And... and That's... Yeah, just the language of the other name of our You know what I love? He beats them with the torch, and the torch still works. Mm. That's... But he's beating them with the right end. He's beating them with the right end. Again, he's far too competent. Yeah, but they do outdo him in the police manner, which is numbers. Eight of the, yeah, exactly. But also, it's not even just numbers. It's more that you have to pile on top. Mm. Also, I didn't quite get whether he was helping Ronnie or... Oh, he's definitely helping. Definitely? Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, did he... you not see how he threw his hat aside? He could have... Oh, I see. Also, he could have done nothing and Ronnie still would have been... Something about Ray Leona like just sleeves. rolling up his sleeves to fight Seth Rogen. It was something I never knew I wanted before. But apparently, it is, and I got it. Mm. It's kind of like how... Do you ever get this where there's something such, such as Bartok? You're a big fan of, say, 
Grand Theft Auto or or Final Fantasy. Sure. Thematically, very similar. Very similar. There are lots of them. Mm-hmm. So in Final Fantasy fifteen, you can drive a car. And in your fan of animes and like things that go for long periods of time and have many iter- iterations of them, and I'm that too. That was, was a terrible fade. Then. Nah, it was a great fade. Do you ever get bewildered when there's something that happens in there that is new and you're like, I never knew I needed that. Like, I never knew that should have been a thing in that before until, like, I, I see it. can understand the feeling, yeah. Do you ha- Have you had that with any of those kind of things? Probably, but off the top of my head, I can't say. I can say Oh, it. maybe... This is a bit different. I didn't play a Saints Row game until last year. Yeah. And there were many things in that game, more in the, op- uh, the open-world sandbox genre in total, um, where things that they did in that, I'm like, oh my god, this is really, like, user-friendly for if you want to do, like, something cathartic. Ah, yes. See, I have that moment in the new Star Trek series, they said, fuck. And I'm like, I never knew I... I never knew I didn't want to hear my crew members swear before in Star Trek until I hear it, and I don't want it. I really liked it when Stabbard said that. It is... That's right. It is fucking cool. Yeah, but, like, it's that thing of, I'm like, huh, I never knew that. Like, it's like when you hear someone swear... Like, in oh, I that, like I you know it's like I never noticed that they don't swear because mm. it always seemed like well the universe they set up right, mm. and then then he swore and then they swear and I'm like oh oh I don't want this at all like it was good in context but I'm like oh I don't want this at, at all. So you're talking more <laughs> about a sudden thing where it could have happened rather than a sudden shift where like oh the first thing was family friendly now they're swearing yeah now they're so more the former than the latter. I mean the iconic thing is people remember damn it Jim but that didn't happen in the TV show that only happened in the movies. <laughs> I, I used to get in high school all the time when I would swear around people to be like, Grace, didn't know you swore. And I, like, in high school and now swear a lot. Yeah. So every time I was like, well, that's, it might be because you don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I, when I, 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 I did not get that. People just didn't <laughs> care that I swore. Uh, my parents, for one, didn't yeah, You were care. just the vice captain of a school, right? <laughs> Fuck you. Happy Anzac Day, motherfuckers. <laughs> My mum didn't care past like a certain age. I can't remember whether my my dad probably yeah, cared. Right. Did you have to give Anzac Day speeches? Or? I had to give one Anzac Day speech because there was only one Anzac Day that I was vice captain mm-hmm. for because you had to get to be vice captain like in a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I thought it was because possibly you said Happy Anzac Day, motherfucker. They didn't let you do it in a year after. No, fun fact. This is very true. This is a hundred percent true. You're gonna hear this. Hear hear this. People think I'm very very funny. And here's the thing. I make jokes like I have in this podcast, but here's a genuine thing. I mean this. This happens to me now in life, and this happened to me back in school. Mm-hmm. I would just say something serious mm-hmm. or do something serious, and people will still burst out with laughter anyway, even though I haven't done anything. So it's like the easiest laugh, and this is genuine. When I, when I got inducted for vice captain... They did this stupid thing, and this was rehearsed, and I hated it, mm-hmm. which was we were all sitting on these chairs in three rows. Mm-hmm. For some reason, even though there was eight people. Yeah. Oh. Three yeah. rows, and they were I like, when they announce your name, stand up. We did a similar thing. And just stand up, and then sit down when they announce the other person's name. Not just stay standing, sit back down. So it was really awkward. So everyone had to do it. Everyone had to do it. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to stand up. No, 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 no. Everyone who was getting nominated, who yeah. was nominated, blah, I get blah, it. blah. Yeah, and I did it. And everyone started laughing, and all I did was stand up. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything snarky. I just was like, stand up. And then the it... year, no, this is true. The year advisor was on the microphone, and he and he snapped his head around and death stared me and just yelled out, "What did you do?" 
And I'm like, I did nothing. Did, <laughs> and people are laughing even more. By any chance... Did you not pull a face or something? No, I genu- no, no, I genuinely didn't do anything. Right, people just knew chance, me as the funny guy. So anything I did... Like, oh, and that's still, a, that's still applicable now. Like, anything I do, people were just like, ha, 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 ha. By any chance, Ryan, when he said it, did he say, like, Vice Captain Ryan Slowinski? Or did he just no, say... No, no, he just said, and... Uh, no, no, he didn't say Vice Captain. He said, and, uh, and for Vice Captain... Mr. Ryan Sawinski, and then I just stood up, and it wasn't that anything he did; it was just me standing up. So he and didn't then, fuck up your name or anything. No, okay. no, he knew how to pronounce it. So it couldn't have been something like Ryan's no. the vice. Captain? And then, and then another time was the Anzac Day mm-hmm. thing. I had to come up and read an excerpt from a a, a, a poem, and it was just me coming up to the microphone mm-hmm. and grabbing, literally, me grabbing the papers mm-hmm. out of my um, blazer pocket, and that got laughter, and I'm like. Oh, this is not the right context (laughs) for the laughter to be happening, (laughs) lest we keep laughing. Uh, I mean, yet again, my campaign was uh, joke-based. Like, like when I gave a speech, I said, this was funny. We had to run for captain. (laughs) I'll be the judge of that. (laughs) This is a captain thing. They said, you know, if you've done anything outside of the school, that's great. So if you do soccer, mention that in your speech. If you if you do charity things, if you donate blood, mention it. It's very important. And I'm like, okay. And everyone was mentioning that they donate blood. Like, like I was like, fuck off. Are you allowed to donate blood under the age of 18? Yeah. 16 oh, okay. and up. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so, 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 um... You can't donate plasma until later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I came up and they made us read our speeches beforehand. Luckily, I wrote a fake speech for them to listen to. The full. Oh. <laughs> this, this is my, this is and my I fake did, speech. And I did this speech. when I came up. I was giving my speech, haha, funny, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then pretty much every speech went like this blah, 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 run for me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, and I, no, no, yeah, run, <laughs> run for me. Run from and me. They would, me. And they would end their speech like this. And I have also donated blood, so there's that. And like every speech would so remember. The fact. Remember. <laughs> <laughs> every speech giver, every speech giver would remember. Oh yeah, I should mention that I and donate I t- blood. I was told to mention. And then here's me. Did they actually, or they just like they? No, no, they did. They they did. They did. So I came up, and I, you know me, I I was the actor, so I knew everything I had written down, memorized. So I just came up, and then I did the exact same thing, (laughs) and I just went like this. Oh, and I have donated blood. Some of my some some of it my own and just like and that got me as vice captain. Of course that would. That's amazing. It's <laughs> like everyone hates school captain speech now because you're like none of these are going to be funny and maybe two are. Yeah, and they're like, usually the ones who get prefects. Yeah, and they can be like mildly mildly humorous, but because it's so boring, you're like thank. God, some humor. Hey, look, a penis. A humor. Oh, I love penis. <laughs> oh, Ryan loves penis. <laughs> Talking about blood, his is not full of it, so thank God. Oh, it's not erect. That's clever. That, that, that's what I meant. <laughs> Grace is looking intently at the penis. No, I am staring off. Intently, I told you. Oh, oh, here's the great scene in which he's like, hey, I got to get Saddam while I've still got my chance. And look at the blood fly at the screen. On the camera. It's almost like wanted. 
<laughs> you mean when Angelina Jolie shoots herself by curving a bullet? No, I mean when, he, when James McAvoy hits Chris Pratt in the face with a keyboard. Is the, Chris Pratt in and, that? Yeah, and the keys fly <gasps> out and say, fuck you. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about this recently with someone where they're like... Oh, I talked about this recently because I was saying my favourite Angelina Jolie schlock movies are the... Schlock? Uh, are the... Tomb Raider ones, and they're like, uh, excuse me, wanted? Did you not see that keyboard scene where it spelled out fuck? I'm like, clearly someone did not hear Daniel Craig's American accent in the Tomb Raider movie. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, he's, he's um, her romantic interest in the first Tomb Raider movie. Also, Rimmer from Red Dwarf is in the Tomb Raider movies as her butler. Okay, I kind of like that. I've not seen the Tomb Raider movies. Um, there's a bit in the Tomb Raider... My favourite bit in the Tomb Raider movies, but I think this is genuine if you haven't seen it, is... Lara Croft is casually hanging out in her very large mansion on wires, just doing pirouettes and stuff, and then a fight scene breaks out. Surely casually she's, on surely wires. she's training or something. No, she's just doing spins. She's not even doing she's anything. She's having a blast. And then a, she's like, well, I and bought this and it Shock alert, so much, shock alert, a it. fight scene happens. I mean, Who would have guessed? Oh, he shot him. Yeah. I thought he killed him. Yeah, like, how did well, he kill him? He shot him at almost point-blank range. In, in the, the heart. In the, in the chest, definitely. Yeah. Well, no, he shot the right part of the chest. No, the right. left. Because the, right. the blood's pouring from the left side. I could have sworn... Okay, when don't the... count on that, because the consistency in this film wouldn't be up to part. I could have nah, sworn in the shot that. where he shot him... Well, we see his bullet like hole right. injury when they lift him up in a sec, hopefully. Mm. Who's right? Is it Bartek and I, or is it Ryan? I have a feeling it's Ryan and I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly a heart shot. Oh, wait, the, the bullet hole on the back is on the right-hand side of the jacket hole. Which means that Grace was wrong about Ryan being right, which makes Wait, hold Ryan on. Wrong. Hold on. I could be right because his jacket was moving when he shot him, so... The detective work we're doing is not worth it. <laughs> it's almost as good as Seth Rogen's character's detective work. How have five have five people not on their phones calling an ambulance? Uh, because he said he's covering it. Yeah, and I would trust a man who just shot someone. But they trust him. Well, they're about to clap for him, so, you know. Yeah! Uh, we didn't see his bullet... Oh, wait. He Show me your bullet hole, buddy. Oh, there's a clapping. There it is. I really thought the pervert was going to be someone... I like we knew, I was really, really just. I think that's what made this movie unappreciated. Mm. Is the fact that it wasn't someone they we. Didn't Hold on, here's the scene. Okay, so it's on his. Yeah, it's on his right hand side. Yeah, a bit. Above you're right. You're right. Yeah. You guys were right. For some reason, yeah. I really thought it was on the left hand side. No, I remember seeing the like the sh- the point of impact when he shoots him. And I guess yeah, it was that exact spot. It was like above the breast. Why I, is Rayleigh over the first person to be like get a paramedic? And also, I feel like a paramedic like you you go you go ambulance, do you not? What do you mean? I'm, this this is probably revealing my what very little knowledge I, I have. Think right, I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to understand what you're asking me. Are there paramedics in ambulances, or are paramedics a different thing? I thought no, they, they're an ambulance. I thought they drive they're it, and they're the people that. I thought there was like a step above paramedic. Not that I'm aware of. 
I'm okay now. I'm feeling ignorant. I don't know. No, no. This is probably. I should ask my friend that was training to be a paramedic. I because I thought ambos and paramedics were different things. They might be actually. (laughs) I I always thought that paramedics were all the people that are in the ambulance. Yeah, isn't ambo isn't ambos just a term for paramedics? I mean, probably. I don't know. This is an Australian slang for them as well, ambos. So (laughs) this is also something that I've been afraid to ask because I just love like this is probably gonna all of our ambo listeners out there. Could you and it's hit neither, us up at hashtag Ambo? And it's neither a yes or a no, you're right or you're wrong. It's probably. It's one of these ones where it's like, if you Google it, you may not have an answer straight away because it's also like, Australian oh slang does not help us. Like, here's Australian slang term for vagina, which is mut. How I've do you never s- heard that in my life. You've never oh, heard yeah. mut? I've oh, it's a big country I've phrase. So, so it's mut, right? The mut. It's... You probably haven't heard of it because it's used a lot by the Aboriginal community. Oh, okay. uh, so mut, right? How okay. do you spell that? I assume exactly. Is it's it kind of hard. M O O T. That's moot. moot, but moot sounds like people, a put. People can pronounce R O as. Um, I was like thinking cook. like M U with like an accent on top T. See, see, it's a, there's no answer. I've asked around, and no one's like, I don't know how to spell that. Have you not Google? What do you Google? Moot slang word. Yeah, but it's such an obscure one for the internet to do because let's be honest, how many Aboriginal slang terms in rural Australia are going to be easily accessible that you don't know the exact spelling to on Google going to be? But you haven't even tried. I have. (laughs) (laughs) You buried the lead there, right? Because one of my friends, um, Zaki, mm-hmm. uh, I asked him, like, oh, man, do you remember, does anyone use the phrase mut? Because I knew people down here didn't know it, but he lives in uh, the place called Newcastle. I was like, oh, Ryan, this is my favorite quote of 2013, by the way. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down, best quote of 2013. He goes, oh, Ryan, mut's coming back hard in Newcastle. All the words, mut coming back hard. All of them are great. Is is in there as well, but it's not as great as coming back real. The back was pretty good. <laughs> you know, no, back's great because it's a part of the body. Mm. <laughs> coming. Well, this person's there. got gooch. And that one's quotes. bud. That's Jax. But so, the film points. ended. We talked about it extensively. And um, I've donated blood, some of it my own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need a vote for this guy. <laughs> it was a good joke. It was the closer joke. I started with something outrageous. I can't remember what it was right now. I, I don't have it memorized um, eight years later. Clearly, you didn't take it that seriously. I took it so seriously that when I did become <laughs> vice captain, uh, my school was shit hours. Um, believe it or not, the captains didn't even go to the Anzac Day march. Ooh. I did. Was I meant to? Yes, and your role. Got, you the, and your captain, you have to go to the Anzac Day March. And it's so funny that the school. Went. And I was the only one that went. I wasn't even supposed to go because I'm vice captain. You don't matter as much. The captains have to be there. I was the only one. I'm the guy right. at the Anzac Day March who's like, I've donated blood. Some, <laughs> Some of it my own. And like, lest we forget that joke. <laughs> Um, there are so many great song choices in this, like Fatty Fatty, oh, Fatty Boom Boom. That was a good song in there. The classic, really? Yeah, Fatty Boom Boom. By W. Brown. Oh, Reg King, thanks for brain. Uh, everyone's a relative of yours. So, I'm going to give... What does that mean? Everyone's got a very common, you have a very common last name. Dwarves Must Die by The Dwarves. Huh. I wonder what song that was. 
Where Is My Mind. I love that song. And Baby Teeth. Oh, yeah, I forgot that Where Is My Mind. Much like Fight Club, this move getting... Well, this one was a cover, wasn't it? No, it was was the actual Where Was My Mind. No, but it didn't say By the Pixies. Yeah, didn't it? No, it said something else there. Go back. No. So, (laughs) you guys have (laughs) been going to listen to my review. This film, great. Should you check it out? Yes, but... I warn you. Yeah, but, that's a funny word. I Warner Brothers you. I Warner Bros you. It's because it just came up on the screen. I'm, I'm going to Warner Bros you. I, I'm going to Warner Bros you. I'm going to Warner Bros you. It's not for the faint of heart, this film. I think it is for people with not faint hearts, like Grace. I've got a very faint heart. You can hear it. It's mm-hmm. that faint. You can't hear it. It's that faint. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, see? You're the medical expert. <laughs> yeah, I I've only donated blood, some of it my own. Yeah, I've uh, and like, this. Right, <laughs> <don't know> <laughs> that was a good it. one. It was a great one. It's right. even better the fourth time. You want, you know what they say: the rules of four in comedy. <laughs> so, rule. so uh, this film, not for the faint of heart, but really worth checking out. You should really triple feature this with um, falling down, taxi driver, and then this. In that order? Yeah, because falling down... Huh? You wouldn't sandwich observe and report in the middle? No, because this is the... Okay, here's why. Falling down out of those three is the lightest in tone, even though it's the darkest matter. It's a funny movie. Have you watched Falling Down? It is funny. I had it downloaded because you told me to. It is genuinely good, but it is a comedic movie in a sense. Like, like it does have funny moments. Like, just the idea of Michael Douglas walking into this shop and grabbing a baseball bat and smashing all the things on the countertop because they cost too much is very funny in itself, where he's like, how much is this drink? Dollar fifty, dollar fifty. What the? And just smashes it. He goes, "It's clearly eighty cents." You would not be able to get a drink here for a dollar fifty. Yeah, you tried. can. Well, and this was in the early nineties, America, so mm. that was pretty expensive then. Mm. So, um, and all that kind of stuff. That was a more light-hearted movie. It's also set during the daytime a lot in this bright, roaring heat. Taxi Driver is very dark, but you know what you're getting into with Taxi Driver, right? It's quite old. Is that why? Famous. Oh, yeah, good point. Old and famous. Old and famous. Um, career definer mm-hmm. for everyone involved. Yeah, pretty much. Jodie Foster's in it. Um, it was so Is good that... Is Jeffrey Tambor in it as well? Yes. Hell yeah. Peter Boyle's in it. Uh, who? Frank from Everybody Loves Raymond and also the monster oh, yeah. in um, Young Frankenstein. Mm. Peter Boyle, comedic legend. Didn't know the name, know who. Yeah, great guy. Um, he's the wizard in it. Um, and then you'd watch this because this is the gamble one. This is the one where you go, okay, I've heard you guys talk about it, but you still don't know what to expect until you see it. Why wasn't he arrested at the end? Like, even if Because he's, you know, he saved the the, the people. No, no, no. Because American gun laws allow... harmed other people, you can't just shoot someone, surely. Oh, America. Trump's president, America. You can do whatever you want. He wasn't president in 2009. You're right. About second year. George Bush Jr. was president at one point. There you go. Not in 2009. At one point. But this is post-9-11 world, baby. Everything's screwed up. And my rating would be... Wait, you didn't review it, though. That was my review. Everything I just said. That was your recommendation. (laughs) I recommend watching it. And that's my review. Mm -hmm. Uh, If I have to give this a rating, which I do... Which I do. I would have to rate this uh, Hecker's Year out of a... Oh, boy... Bartek, let's hear from you. Oh, that was funny, Ryan. 
Let's hear from you. Let's hear from you for once in the episode. Without us interrupting him, we can do it. Well, that's not true. I said hello at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, there was like two minutes where I didn't say a word. I was very proud. of And myself. then you interrupted before we introduced you. So fuck <laughs> off. I had a bit of a joke. Okay. <laughs> a bit, not yeah, a full one. Exactly. I had a bit of a joke. I just had to throw it in there. Exactly. I couldn't help myself. I think the joke of the episode. Just like was... Seth. I think the joke of the episode was the cuss spit shack. Yeah, that was really good. That was pretty good. That was solid Bartek humor. Yeah. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Bartek, let's hear your solid review. All right, but you have to clap when I'm done with the review. I okay. Refuse. Come on. Oh. Let's the be... listeners will hate that. It'll blow it No, no, let's be respectful. Well, you can clap okay. under the table. Yeah, let's be respectful when he finishes, okay? I we'll clap. I don't want to see you guys clapping under the table, to be quite honest. Well, you don't have come to on. look. Okay, you don't right, have I'll to. close my eyes. Okay, then. come on. Let's be, on. let's be respectful. <laughs> We've been very in- interrupting of Bartek. We'll, we'll give him a, a modesty clap like this, kind of like... Okay, we can do that. Okay, All when right. he finishes, go, Bartek. I feel like the obvious gag is that you're going to interrupt me as soon as I start. No, I'm scared. exactly the obvious gag. We wouldn't do that. I do the blood gag. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, what? Oh, you didn't. Oh. I told you, Ooh, I'm a, I'm, I'm a shapeshifter. See, we're not, we're not cheap. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm at a loss for words now. I just, <laughs> I can, I'm speaking and I'm not being interrupted. Like, and you're wasting your time. Come on, buddy. <laughs> there we go. It happened. We can only do it for so long. <clears throat> no, let's. Let, I'm, I'm going to get serious now. Okay, serious time. No, Put on our serious faces. When I watched this movie, I knew that I was getting into an unappreciated masterpiece. There were times, though, where I was getting a little bit concerned. My, my faith was wavering as I was watching it. Um, there were times where I thought that the film might have been going for some of the easier or more predictable jokes that a lot of uh, non-written comedies um, certainly after the, like, year one. Yeah. Harold Ramis. God bless you. God bless you. Did he write that? And direct it. Yeah. Last, I think it was his last, his last film. Yeah. Then he died. Oh, Harold. Oh, Harold, you could have been in the female rebooted Ghostbusters as Cameo. Mm. Oh, Harold. No, he wouldn't have played that character. No. Yeah. He would have played... If they put him in the new female Ghostbusters, he would have been Melissa McCarthy's dad. FYI, I don't count yes, this as... Yes, he would have. Go FYI, on. I don't count this as an interruption. No, no, you, you started it. This is a conversation. <clears throat> My faith was wavering... But then I realised what the film was actually doing. It was going into the whole black comedy route of, you know, making light out of serious things. Like, the, the, our main character, you know, he's not a normal guy. He's got things going for him. Um, his mother explicitly says that he had many special needs. We know that he's a bipolar character. We know that he's unstable. He, he, he literally fails a psychological exam in this film. Yeah. It kind of goes back to what Ryan was saying earlier about how he's in a world where, yes, he's surrounded by people that, uh, what's that word when you affirm someone's actions? Uh, Sycophant? I mean, that's the people that do it, but, um... Sycophantic. I used the word the other day, but I'm forgetting. They, They enable. They enable his actions. Oh, okay, yeah. Um... But then the wider world sees him for, like, the crazy guy that he is. Um, and it is obviously played for laughs because it is a Seth Rogen role, but it's also played for drama and pathos because we see the consequences of his actions. Like, we've got that scene where he's in the prison and then it cuts to him sad in bed 
and his mum tries but fails to kind of cheer... Well, she kind of succeeds to cheer him up. Um, and then his ultimate victory, his ultimate hurrah, can be considered kind of immodest, Im- immature, not good, to put in the ba- most basic terms. It, it's, a, it's a serious film, in a way about someone who's kind of set up to fail yeah. because of who he is. That's tragic. Um, and certainly when I think back to the times where I thought some of the jokes were too common, I realised that that was kind of thematically setting up the fact that he is this type of sympathetic failure character. Mm. And I think that when you look at the film as a whole, you realise what is good about it. Even if you don't think that you know, as a standalone comedy, like I'm going to sit down and I'm going to just take every joke and give them all the ha-has and I'm going to walk out and my review's going to be, all the ha-has were very good. This is a film where you, you know, you can, en- you can enjoy the ha-has. I've got comments from YouTube that really like the ha-has. There were some that thought that the, you know, the fuck you scene was one of the funniest things they'd ever seen in their life or they really liked the Michael Pena character. But... Even on top of all that, this film has more going for it. It's got heart, and it's got deep characterization. And if I have to give this film a rating, I have to give it a what? Do I hear applause coming? No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! No, no, it's just I think it's coming. I think it's coming. Whoa! It's not even below the table. Whoa! They're, mo- th- they're modesty applause. I think simply... <laughs> golf claps. I think simply talking what? about this film... Golf claps. I thought you said golf claps. I'm like, golf Whitlam? <laughs> did he clap? <laughs> did, did former Prime Minister of Australia, who got ousted by then-Governor General John Kerr, give, have a weak clap? <laughs> Notoriously. Cooking with Kerr. All right. Um, uh, sorry, I, I know more about samurai than I do Australian politics. Well, Australian politics is a very interesting thing because we can't hold on to a leader more than 10 minutes at a time. Most of what I know about Australian politics is from Keating the Musical. Most of what I know is from things I have learnt and watched over time. For me, it's probably Chasers, but they're not always doing stuff. Mine is Norman Gunston. The oh, really? Show. He was there at the Gough Whitlam dismissal. Mm. And that's how I know about yeah, a lot of the Gough Whitlam like, stuff. He, he was didn't he? he was there. He was yeah, out in the steps and he's the trying steps. to interview him yeah. like a dickhead, being like, how does it feel to be kicked out of office? <laughs> and they're like, not now. <laughs> for for all the people listening that don't know too much about Australian politics, we once had a prime minister who went for a No, no, swim. you can just say we once had a prime minister. <laughs> we haven't since. We haven't had one. Yeah, we, we had one in particular that went for a swim and, and then disappeared. disappeared. And we were so jovial about it that we named a swimming centre after him. Mm-hmm. A couple of months ago, I was listening to a podcast where a married couple talks about like history, things that interest them, and they received a like fan mail talking about how, oh yeah, there was this one guy in Australia who you know went for a swim and they never found him, and then only at the very end did they mention he was Prime Minister. <laughs> like, offhand. Like, I'm so- did, they, did they mention that they think that he swam into a Russian or Chinese submarine to give them secret information because that's the big conspiracy theory no, about I, how I've it holds. I've never heard that actually. I, you cannot get into a submarine while it's submerged, correct? Oh, you could try. You could no, try. no, but, but they're the saying bottom, that he right? didn't swim underwater. He swam out to the submarine that was 
up and got in it. That's what they're saying. Oh, so he was being stealthy you know, by Harold being underwater. Harold Holt was a notoriously strong swimmer. I don't know about him. He was, actually. Was That's why it was a really oh. big surprise that oh. he, he drowned, because okay. he was a very good swimmer. I it's like how shit about Harold Holt. <laughs> you don't know your Harold Holt from your John Howe. And right, <laughs> I if you have to give Harold Holt swimming a rating... Oh, uh, where's my rating? Oh, it's missing. Uh, Grace, let's hear from you. Oh, like um, Harold Holt. It's a good one. <laughs> I have made my opinion very clear throughout this movie. Loved it. Uh, no, no, I hated it. Five stars. I hated it. It was... It. Stop it. <laughs> I hated it. It was just... It was not enjoyable. It wasn't entertaining. It, like, it genuinely upset me to watch it. I, like, was checking how much longer there was throughout the whole thing. But you there clapped was... for my review. Yes, Bartek, it was for your review, not for the movie. Oh. Do you want to clap? a golf clap. Do you want to clap for the review? No. Um, Do you want to clap for the movie? Do you want to clap for your own review? No. Do you want really. us to clap? No, I'm good, thank you. Bartek, let's, let's totally clap. Please don't clap, I beg you. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I just... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't entertaining to me. I don't actually know who the audience is for this. I expected, like, not knowing what it was, I expected a goofy, like, sort of, like, vaguely raunchy comedy. And I got something that, like, made my depression just that bit worse, <laughs> is what I got. So, so it really I... evoked something. Yeah, something right, I don't want to negative. clap for this review. <laughs> so, I, so I give it um, a no, no, you shouldn't add of a should I go there. Blowing it out so much. It's okay. It was worth it. Okay. Bartek, what did YouTube have to say? Because oh. um, you know YouTube. They're just as nice as Seth in this I, film. I really don't want to hear what YouTube has to say. <laughs> but sometimes YouTube is nice. Am I the only one giving something? Oh, right? give it to us, baby. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Full Metal Jacket style. Vincent D'Onofrio with a rifle back of the head. Go on. <laughs> do, do you suck dicks? I don't know you wouldn't. Bullshit, I bet you can suck a golf ball out of a garden hose. Oh, that's a Full Metal Jacket quote. Oh, okay. Full Metal Jacket was a Stanley Kubrick film about Vietnam I, I War. Guys, I thought I did a really good Ali Omi impression. I love guys... Ali Omi. He's such a good actor. <laughs> like, legitimately, I think he's a marvel of what an actor can be. But the first comment from YouTube, Ryan, is... He's really good. Never seen this movie before. Also never knew it was Seth Rogen because he doesn't have curly hair, glasses, or a beard. Yeah. And it looks like a Paul Blart ripoff, but it came out before it. Oh my god. And then the second comment, and you know, this one, it's more about the, the looks of the character, guys. Because he's saying, he's, or they're, sorry, they're saying. It could be a pet. Could be a cow. <clears throat> he's not unattractive in a uniform. Oh, true. Hashtag truth. Hashtag confirmed. Yeah. Well, he did get a girl at the end. Oh, there you go. He got the born again virgin. That he said, I promise that I'll make her break her promise. (laughs) He did say that, yes. That was an exact quote. Yeah. Class. Class act. They're going to hate this episode. You have blown out the mic so much. <laughs> I'm the John Lovitz of this episode. Now people kind of like yell at me for my laugh blowing it out. I, oh, like, your laugh kills everyone who listens I'm to this. I'm so sorry. You know I'm why? Because like, your laugh goes through one earbud to the other I for know. people who listen on headphones and they die. I have deliberately like laughed off to the side I've noticed, to yeah. save people. Save yourself, so Bartek. So what does YouTube have to offer us from the den of iniquity? 
I don't need to be saved, Ryan, because I've seen Observe and Report. But the next comment is, are we at the point where Seth Rogen appears on screen and spontaneous laughter is... You know, this is really related to you, now that I think of it. Give it to me. <clears throat> and spontaneous laughter is supposed to ripple throughout the audience, obviously not concerned with overexposure. LOL for you! <laughs> Get it? Because they're lolling for a minute. No, LOL stands for laugh out loud. Man. What? It does? No. Oh, okay. Could, it's could, a type of cancer. Could be lots of laughs. We don't know. Why do you do this? <laughs> Why don't you? Because I'm because you're weak. I know. Yeah, uh, you true. got a very faint heart. Uh, go on. The next. I've got a very funny heart. Faint. Oh yeah, I've got a very faint heart. And a funny heart. I heard. <laughs> I heard funny heart. Just to look yeah. at it. Oh god. The next it's comment. It's the tango of death. The next comment. <laughs> Maybe I should put it back in the, in the chest. Though. The next comment so noticed funny. something that we never brought up. Probably for good reason. This movie was like a funny version of Taxi Driver. <laughs> I never noted that down before. Again, these people are what, like, it's, it wasn't, am I wrong? It wasn't funny. You're wrong, I'll give you the answer. Okay, no. I don't know why I asked because I know I'm not wrong. This was <laughs> you, not You funny. are 100% wrong. This was not Did funny. you not see the traffic well, code joke? Well, the traffic code joke was the like thing that was approaching a joke, and I think I said it when it came up. And I actually said it. And well, you said, he did I say agree secure with the perimeter. Okay, good. And then the other joke of him reading the medication. Yeah, yeah, that was alright as well. There was also the line where he said, "I'm a cook, and I'm going to serve up justice." That was a pretty funny line. I know. Yeah, that was heck is good. Heck is good. The next <laughs> comment has responses. Everyone, oh I love boy. it when the internet responds to the internet. It's my favourite time of the year. Yes. And just to remind everyone, Dennis was the Michael Pena character. Oh, God. Dennis has to be one of the funniest characters in all of comedy. All of it. Take that, Chevy Chase. Take that, Norman Gunston. Take Chevy that, Chase. every Chevy Chase character there's ever been. I'm running out of That includes characters. Fletch. <laughs> and Fletch too. Fletch lives again. Fletch lives the again. first, co- the ne- the first response to that comment is OMG when he Ronnie reads his letter and we hear it in Dennis's voice. One of the funniest things That's ever. That's like a very normal convention of cinema. <laughs> that time the camera gave a medium shot. Mm. Heck is funny. Oh my god, I pissed myself at that. Well, it's been them breathless that couldn't and- figure out how to do a film. And the second response... He was experimenting? I don't like Breathless. I don't know why I'm defending it. <laughs> and the second response um, talks about another film that Michael Pena made hilarious. Great. End of watch. IDKY, but he made Fury look like a comedy to me. Fury? That's the Michael war movie. Michael Pena in Fury? I know Shia LaBeouf and Brad Pitt are in Fury. I, I just... I, you don't go to YouTube comments for truth, but sometimes truth they is give there. you read something and you're like, I don't know how you landed on this. I don't. I honestly cannot see the leaps you made to uh, get here. Because truth is there. Truth is out As there. I've heard this. Mulder has often muttered to himself. As David Duchovny has muttered in his dreams. <laughs> this next comment has a response, and I included it just because I thought it was a funny bit of we're on two different pages going on. Oh, good. The, the first... The, sorry, the comment is... Sucks that this movie isn't at Walmart. <gasps> it's it not sucks. at Walmart? Like, this mall is at Walmart. Oh, okay. I thought you meant they didn't sell it at Walmart. I'm like, this... Hold on, hold on. Really? <laughs> you guys are really on the nose because the response is, really? I think I bought my copy at Walmart. <laughs> Thinking emoji. <laughs> <laughs> we are on the same pages as that. <laughs> Yay! You were the comment and Grace was the response. 
No, yeah, 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 I was. I'm the combat and you're the stupid responder. All Take right. that, Airbo. It, a- <laughs> <laughs> it was a very easy mistake to make. I sympathize with that commenter. Lol, I might see that movie in a butt, but... Sorry. What? In the butt butt. <laughs> I'll start that again because I made the blunder. You're the butt. Lol, I might see that movie in a butt. We are trying to see Fast and Furious, but if not, we will see this. I love Seth Rogen films. Don't you? Just I love it more than Fast and Furious films? I, think I don't know if I've seen many Fast and Furious Well, films. best thing about Fast and Furious is Kev, uh, uh, Kurt Russell is in, one, in a couple of them as the computer nerd. Really, <laughs> Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah. They just slick his hair back and give him glasses and say, "See the computer lines." And he's like, "Oh boy, computer lines." <laughs> Fucking oh Jack Burton from China, from Big Trouble Little China, is computer nerd now. Go on. We've got four comments left. I hope oh. they're bold dun, dun, and beautiful. Dun. Comment last number four. I watched it yesterday. It was great. Super funny. The nastiest part is the guy that goes around naked. He is referred to as the pervert. You see everything. Lol. Everything. Except his back. There was so much full frontal nudity in this. Weren't you happy that it wasn't just a woman this time around? I mean, yeah, because it wouldn't have made like a whole lot of sense. Like, it, it... like no, but the film did have female nudity in it. Yeah, when they were spying on the oh, girls in the yeah, change room. When they were being but isn't it great, like, a film like this didn't have gratuitous female nudity for no apparent reason? Yeah, but, like, look, that... Seth, was... you've strained yourself. I mean, they don't get points for that. Because uh... that, should that not be the baseline? What, for every film? Sometimes films need pointless um, nudity in well, it. Well, surely they don't if it's pointless. Maybe it sometimes point. the pointlessness is the point. Watch Wolf of Wall Street. You'll understand what I I'm talking about. To watch Wolf of Wall Street. It's actually really good. Is it? It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The gratuitous nature of it is valid. Yeah, go on. It's appropriate for what it is. But again, you <laughs> sound like you know, like antiheroes as much. So um. Yeah. Look, I just don't think antiheroes are done well a lot of the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> this, this next comment uh, talks about the mole cop comparisons. Oh boy. And it has. And it's Slicing and the third off. sentence in this comment just like just, just it could be the tagline. <clears throat> Dude, don't compare this movie to Mall Cop. The difference is Mall Cop is a family movie with slapstick comedy, while Observe and Report is more of intelligent humor. Incorrect. Uh, someone hasn't watched Paul Blart Mall Cop. I'd rather choose intelligent humor over slap. Stick any day, unless I see that slapstick humor was an accident in real life. But acting it, please. <laughs> there you go. Only in real life will slapstick be appropriate for them. Yes, acting it, please. Is... No, acting Don't it, do it, please. Like you put a put a comma in. This second last comment is one that I alluded to earlier I love, about ooh, the skaters. I love illusions. <clears throat> Atten- well, actually, this is all in lowercase, so I shouldn't say it too loudly. Attention all skaters, this movie is offensive to skaters everywhere. Don't see this movie unless you're a skater hater. See ya, I said see ya later, boy. (laughs) They used the wrong your at the end, but you see what I mean. Far out, people. Watch out, skaters, you're that small minority. (laughs) And the final comment with response. Ah, yes. I should note that this initial comment was from eight years ago. Oh, boy. The comment is simply only better. No context, just only better. 
Weird comment from eight years ago. We can look past I it. I think they know something we don't. But then the response is from four months ago. <laughs> I When I see that, I'm like, what were you hoping for? Honestly. Like, what did you think Hold was going to happen? And the bad. comment is, in all low case, hey, pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't reply? No reply. Uh, of course they did. <laughs> oh my God. I well, mean, after eight years, you know... They might be pretty. I don't, I don't well, know. Oh, you guys. Time does things to the face. You have all been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously stupendous listening people who have always been there when you have got up to this point and went, I listen. <laughs> Unless you're one of those fuckers that skip around. Those don't you do that. You skipping fucks. Don't you skip over the hard hold part. Why are they skipping? There's no ads in this. Yeah, but sometimes they're just listening to you bag out Seth Rogen and went, I wanna, I don't want to be triggered by the hate and then skip forward. Are, are your listeners Seth Rogen lovers? <laughs> they're, they're Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says when he listens. God. <laughs> I just made sausage party. Blazing one up with Kevin Smith over here. My brother genuinely laughs like Seth Rogen. It upsets me. Um, you laughed terribly, so it's okay. What's what's the comparison? I, I do have like a terrible laugh, but I don't. Think you it's sound like I don't know, like a bird mixed I have, with I have about Jimmy Carr. Laugh. Oh, don't do that's not fair. I do not sound like Jimmy Carr. Listen back. So, no, Grace, I you've don't. been an amazing guest as always, bending it all the way around until you made the satire break in half and reveal what the true nature of the show was, which was just to have fun. You know, we talk about, like, let's break down a film, but really, we just want to have fun, you know? Like, that's what life's all about, isn't it? Just having fun. And that's what Seth was trying to capture in this film. Even the darker aspects of life, darker toned people, individuals, they all just want to have fun. Like, his character was searching for a meaning in life. Uh, a fun meaning, you know? He thought, like, getting a gun and being a cop would be fun. And in the end, he learned something important, which was shooting a pervert was really fun. And, and I've justice. often thought about that, too. Um, Bartek, as always, a pleasure to host with you. Mm-hmm. And Pleasure to be interrupted. You guys, you. just remember to be kind to each other. Can I just add also, I, I also like having fun. I think that fun is fun. Sometimes I am. I sometimes I'm sitting down and we got we gotta bottle this up. Sometimes I'm sitting down and watching something and having fun, and I'd like you know put out my arm and just have fun and then and then I'd like inject her and then <laughs> the funny you mentioned inject. I was gonna say like you know maybe a little mosquito. That's a mosquito in uh, Polish. It lands on my my arm and I say. Mosquito, I'm having fun watching a thing. And then as I'm about to high-five it, it thinks that I'm about to, you know, Attack like it. kill it or something. And the mosquito says, Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy. <laughs> Same thing. That sounds nothing like Jimmy Carr. You all go listen this back. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> like, that. That but fun. yours is far more high-pitched. You're right. It's more annoying. Mine's go more on. like abrasive. Yeah, yours is an abrasive Jimmy Carr. Yeah, okay. Go on, Bartek. So the mosquito says, hey. The mosquito says, hey, man. I know what you're doing. I've seen this my whole life. I've seen many of my brothers and sisters, enemies, bros. friends. Bros. Bros. S- sisters, whatever the sister equivalent um, is. Sissy's different. Be slapped down, and I've seen gore cover arms. I sometimes have seen them suck out blood, and it only increases the gore. 
And then I tell him, I was only trying to high-five you. And the mosquito gets really red, he blushes. And then he realizes that the misunderstanding kind of was funny and he has fun. I think that that <laughs> is the true essence of fun that I like feeling. Thank you for taking us on that journey, Bartek. Thank you for your initial reaction to Hey Man, because I had a good laugh about that. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I like the idea of the mosquito just like, Hey Man. Just like a deep... Like, and it's a female mosquito. <laughs> see, I, I imagined it kind of like having a, c a cigarette in its mouth. I imagined being it being like, a Vietnam vet. Being a bit of like hey, a hard-boiled mosquito. <laughs> you boiled a mosquito? And now it's hard. No, hard-boiled is like the, the character type. Hard-boiled oh, detective. See. It was a film noir reference. Film what? Noir! <laughs> well, that was the case of the mosquito shot on this episode.